Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. And another round is in the can and an absolute nightmare again for tipsters. Four away teams winning again out of the eight. Uh, we all got four again this week. A lot of well, people struggling so far. It's an absolute farce and shamble. I got but, four on the podcast, but I got six in the in the regular comp because we can actually tip them on time. We're not tipping them on a Monday. Yeah, well, still, we have to hang it out there. No complaints. We do, we do what we got to do. We do. Um, but, yeah, another rough week for tipsters and punters alike out there, but a bit of a different start to the season. we got two undefeated teams. Usually there's a couple left over. Uh, there's four teams with two wins, and then there's the other ten all with one win. Usually we have a couple of teams that are winless at this stage or a couple that are standouts, three or four usually grouped together that are on top, but everyone's got a win. It's very early doors. And it is very early very doors. Early doors. And, uh, and I think there's some clear form lines in that there's a, there's a few teams that have played, had a much tougher draw than others, and some that have had a very weak draw. So Yeah, plus injuries for a couple other teams, I think, that are a lot better than what they're showing at yeah. this point in time. Like, obviously, yeah. like a Canberra, they had a rough start So there. we'll be able to talk about that in our power rankings. Yeah, but uh, getting on to things, we'll kick things off with our set of six. Uh, that is obviously... All of our thoughts on absolutely anything to do with the game, happenings, games, players, performances, and then obviously afterwards we do the fan questions. So what's your first tackle in the set of six? The first tackle's got to be the hot topic is Jason Taylor getting the sack today by the West Tigers after a 46-6 to defeat yesterday down in Canberra. Yep. What are your thoughts? Well, I've got to roll this in because I had this kind of as a point. Tigers in general and Jason Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thoughts that the sacking is correct. To be honest, um, I think like we were talking about just before we come on, though, no, I agree with you. They got him in. He did the dirty work. But the stupid thing is they didn't even support him when he tried to get rid of Farrah in the first place. So they kind of hindered and handcuffed him. Uh, he's had problems, obviously, there with Mark O'Neill, who came in, then tried to go against the gluten side of things. They've had players leave. And at the moment, roughly about $1.6 million of the salary cap's not even in the club. So it's a complete and utter shamble. I don't think they should have hired him really in the first place. But... My big issue is the players still run the joint, as much as no-one probably wants to agree with that, and everyone keeps bowing down to these entitled, egotistical players. Uh, in particular, I think Moses, talking about $900,000. Brooks, supposedly eight hundred. Woods, what's anyone really done besides Tedesco to justify getting paid that kind of money? Mm. That's my big issue. They still run the club, and I really, really hope that this board, and Justin Pascoe in particular, finally show some backbone, hire a decent coach, back the coach, and stop bowing down to the players, because they've delivered jack shit. Well, so the, I've just got off the phone, and the talk is Matt Elliott. He loves swooping in on just a dodgy job, doesn't he? The talk he? is Matt Elliott. But he's I, the, you know, he, whether that comes to fruition or not, obviously the hot talk is Cleary and Peyton. I think Ivan Cleary's too intelligent to take this job. Todd Payton, I, I have no doubt, would take the job. But yeah. well, he's, never, you, he's not tested. He's, no. And he's another look, one that's favourable to the players, though. From, I don't know him. 
But the talk talk around him is that he's he knifed a lot of guys at the Tigers. Yeah, he knifed but... Sheens and he knifed like there's a there was a there's a split between him and Kidwell. Sort of Kidwell was on yeah. one side, Peyton was on the other. Uh, they were in and around what happened with Mick Potter as well. So yeah. um, whether you want to bring that sort of you know, culture in. Well, he's already been there. That's the other problem. So yeah. he's another one who's favourable to he's the He's been players. around this culture. So and as soon as it all goes wrong again, they're just going to I think they need someone place. totally separate. I think Ivan Cleary would be a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think Ivan's... I don't think he's dumb enough to take his job. No, I, he's um, certainly not dumb. I feel... He's certainly not dumb. I, I think I think they've got the call right. Look, I you know, he's got to go or whatever. Why now? Why after three rounds? Why, why spend the whole off-season well, with is... Jason Taylor doing a whole pre-season, implementing all these structures, game plans, whatever? It looked perfect round one. Yeah, but this they, is... They were good for the first 30 minutes against Penrith and then again yesterday and then fell in a hole. But I, I agree with you in the fact that these players have got the club... Um, by the balls in the fact that they're all off contract at the same time as well. Farrah wasn't the only one. That's the biggest problem here. They've got Jason Taylor to do the dirty work in the, you know, get rid of Farrah and clean up our salary cap and, you know, to an extent. Yeah. But he's still dealing with issues that he inherited. $6 million is not I, in the club. I, I, yeah, I don't get it. I think the timing is just ridiculous. You basically just put a light into this season. You've put a light up to your future as far as I'm concerned because I'm going to put it this way, and I said this to a bloke yesterday, who's a Tigers fan? And I obviously commentate with Curtis, who is a massive Tigers fan. He was hurting on Saturday because when we predicted this game, he thought it was going to be close. And I told him point blank, you're going to get hammered on Sunday. Mm. Um, and it's not going to get any better. If I'm James Tedesco, I know these blokes are your mates and this club and all these bits and pieces. And they talk about him taking on us to stay. I run away as fast as I can. Well, hang on a club minute. He signed, he signed with the Raiders, but the only person who kept him back was Farrah, who's now gone. Yeah. But my whole point is he's the only one out of all these ones who's justified his money. He's the only one you don't hear from or stick his ugly mail on the TV. He's the hottest commodity talking. on the market, and he'd be mad to stay And they're the talking about him taking nine when apparently the Roosters are willing to deuce out uh, Kenny Dow to Bo Guerra to free up $1.2 million. He moves there like we talked last week. That's basically straight into premiership contention, if not well, already if not this already. year, right yeah. up there. And the thing about it, a couple of people are going, what about your outside backs? You're a coach and... Not going to be too ruthless on centres or wingers, but let's be honest, centres not really a hot commodity anymore. They've got Joseph Marner, who's a very good player. They've got Latrell Mitchell. They've got other guys they can plug into the wings. Realistically, they could keep Gordon on the cheap for another year, stick him on a wing. They've got Johnny Tuivasa-Sheck. There's a way around that. They yeah. can fix that problem. Yeah. All you've got to do is if work you tell on me, your edge if defense. If you tell me you've got to let go through three for first games, and that forward pack, yeah, I'm letting them go. And I'm those halves. And let's face it, I'll, we chuck this up all the time. I reckon they have the most dynamic bench in the NRL. If you've got Evans... And, and then when you're looking at... Who, does, who are you comparing Tedesco to in the fullback stocks? You're comparing him to Hayne? You're comparing him to Moylan? I'm sorry, he's all over Moylan. Yeah, 100%. But my biggest thing, the Tigers in general, I did the New South Wales Cup game on the weekend, and Benny Storer, a bloke who listens to this show, listens to that. All you fans out there, I feel so sorry for you because this club is just an absolute well, shame. Because the Titans are just as bad. It's run terribly, <laughs> and it was shown on Cup on the weekend. I watched a bloke who scored 43 tries in the centres and wings down to 20s playing fullback, Justin Hunt, playing halfback, who's not a halfback. Um, there was just a complete random team chucked out there. They had Matt Ballon playing. So what are they doing? Like Who's in control of that? 25 minutes Matt Ballon played. Then they benched him for about 40 minutes. Uh, their captain was playing off the bench, Jordan Grett. There's, I just can't figure it out. A couple of years before that, I was blowing up that Akawala. Who's coaching them? Who's coaching David them? Heath's got that, but I'm pretty sure this would be running down the line from the top as well. Um, I'll... EC and Masters, a young bloke. Only Tigers fans might know. Junior Kiwi, absolute yeah, gun for the 20s. Upgraded to top 25 
status. Not named in their side. He was 18th man. Gets included late. Best player on the field on the weekend. Why do you pay him if he's not part of your New South Wales Cup starting side or pushing for first grade? And how bad you going? What are you doing? What did you do to Manoia Charrington? You paid the bloke. You couldn't get rid Party. of Farah. You poor uh, Little in there, who's also a good player. Mm. And then you bad Matt Ballon. You're paying four hookers and you lost another one because you had to freeze him out. Akawala got froze out because I don't know what happened there, but they didn't like him. He's a good footballer. What are you doing? Mm. And I'm just looking at the figures here again, and I'm sorry. Tedesco is the only proven commodity. 900,000. Bullshit. Well, Woods is playing Origin. Oh. I can get, I can cop and pay him Woods. I can get Woods, but again, how much are you going to pay him? And who else are you going to get? Who else are you going to get yeah, how much in the front row pay market? How much? That's what I want to know. I'd, I could cop Woods and Tedesco, but Woods depends on the I'm money. Paying, I'm paying Tedesco 1.2, and I'd pay Woods a maximum of 8. I'd pay a maximum of eight, but I'd be honestly offering about six, six fifty. That's my thoughts. Mm. I don't think he's as good as what's said. And that that then would be two or two million. Brooks, and, and in what's going to be probably a ten million dollar salary cap. So it's, it's what twenty percent of your cap. One point six is out the door, which will be available to them next year. And looking at the figures roughly, if you kept Tedesco and Woods with upgrades, say one point eight, you've got Brooks and Moses currently on one point two with about one point six to come back in. I just don't. I, I don't get the, the entitlement, like you say, that they, they feel they as though they're the entitled finals. to this money. Yeah. They haven't made the finals. The only two blokes that, who deserve anything. And oh. against Penrith was embarrassing. Absolutely. And I'm just sitting here like, again, I know people probably wouldn't care, but I'd honestly let both the halves go. I would let both of them go. If you got Ivan, let's money ball, and again, this means nothing. But who are they, who are they going to put there? Absolutely talking out my ass. But if you got Ivan Clear and you sat down tomorrow, if I got to pay those guys 800, 900, you're both gone. Yeah, uh, there's right. a young number six I keep talking about, and people, again, you probably, if you don't watch enough juniors, you probably think I'm driven out my ass. Tyron May, I'd pay him. He's not even part of the top 25, I'm pretty sure, at Penrith. He hasn't got he that is. locker ceremony thing where they give him. Well, true. If that's not the case, I reckon you could nab him for about 150k. You could give him a little bit of a boost, more than a top 25 spot. Yeah, but wouldn't you just pay, wouldn't you just sign him to 300? Wouldn't you just say, come, like, get him you can for get him, 300? Get him or for, give him a structured him, deal that he has Get him for frigging, give him, get him for a third of what you're going to pay Brooks and Moses. Tyron Roberts is at your club. I think he's a good footballer. And get you don't, him. don't have to pay the bank because he's going to be gone. So, what this would year. you do? You'd go and sign four or five halves for so the same money that I'm you spend on those I've literally two. got right here a little bit of a plan. If you kept Tedesco and you kept Woods and you free up the 1.2 to 1.3 million roughly that's in Brooks and Moses mm-hmm. now. Uh, and you got the 1.6 coming back in, you're still left over with about $1.6, $1.5 million to spend. You yeah. can get, in my eyes, Tyrone May and Roberts for a combined value of about six hundred k. Yeah, I still have a million bucks left. They're talking about getting McQueen for about 400000 a season. I don't think that's too bad a move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a couple other guys when you talk about front rowers, I think Woods needs help. Kikau's off contract at Penrith, and they've yeah. got Tarmau locked up in a bunch of kids. I don't think they're going to be offering him good money. Madalino's going to be off, and he's probably, yeah. I think, going to be looking for a change of scenery. Matty Pryor's off. He's a solid option. He's probably going to be looking for okay money, but it depends. Dale Finucane is yeah. off contract at Melbourne. I think they should jump in the bag wagon there. And if you're looking for a younger option who I think is a good player, there's a young bloke named Jaya at the Brisbane Broncos. But I think first and foremostly, those players aren't going near the club while ever it's That's like not it going. Is. The money ball thing is the coaching, if Cleary's in there, and I'm only Cleary knows how to do it. If Cleary gets in there... I think you can do some of these moves, but just in all but honesty... There's, there's a few people at Penrith that are going to rename... Well, name remain nameless that yep. have been at the Tigers and who have connections to Ivan who would be saying don't touch yep. it with a 10 foot pop don't go there but however Justin Pascoe has links to Penrith yes. and has a good relationship with Ivan so I think that that's going to you know be stand, stand the Tigers in a, in a good 
uh, position if they want to go after Ivan pretty hard. Well, let's put it this way. I've absolutely driven out my ass in all this plan, and I'm not a coach. I'm absolutely nobody, but I'm frustrated by this because this was a team I really enjoyed watching in my prime years as a teenager coming through. Well, everyone's just watching what they're doing. Yeah, everyone's just yeah. watching what they're going to do. And if they've, you're a player, at the moment, you're not going there. No, no way you're going there. They've wrecked And if drive. I'm... If I'm Brooks and Moses, I'm going to hold the gun to the head because I don't think I'm not going to be able to get the money elsewhere. No, I think Woods and Woods and Tedesco are going to get paid. I yeah. think that's a lock. They're going to get paid. But Brooks and but Moses. the two halves, you're playing like imbeciles at the moment. You're paying like you're worth half of what you're demanding, well, no, uh, or a quarter of what you're demanding, and Mitchell, I don't blame them for holding the gun as long as the club allows them to. They're going to, aren't they? Mitchell Moses again on the weekend. I'm sorry, everyone out there that says he's the next New South Wales 5'8". Seriously, give yourself a triple he's and not. smash your teeth in and turn it into a tic-tac dispenser out your mouth. He's not. Nine missed tackles, absolute turnstile. He's the biggest defensive liability. That right edge that he sits on is just absolute pus. Yep. He, he's the whole reason for that right side being disgraceful. I don't care the one try you set up the game. I think he's better than I think he's better than Brooks. In attack, I agree with you. Um I think they're both terrible. I wouldn't keep either of them. I honestly wouldn't pay either of them. What they're asking right now, if I had to pay eight I think, or nine, I think they're almost going to have to keep one of them because I, I don't think as much as your planning plan there is yeah, that's, good. That's money ball. I think talk no, no, coach. no. But yeah, I, I just don't think those players. And you're right in what you say about mm. the play, they, they're not going to want to go there. No, but you need the right coach. If this is if I'm saying, Correct, but I don't think we're now clear. talking about Elliot. Yeah, it's going to get worse. Done, done. No, no talk. It's going to get worse. I'm angry about it, but I just... I we'll see what happens. We'll see. At the moment, I think they've taken the soft option by na- naming Andrew Webster as the interim coach. Yeah. Because if you're going to sack your coach, at least have a plan to move straight into. Yeah, 100%. Um, but they don't. I watched... So what are they going to do? Sit on their hands and <sighs> these players are going to go... And like you said, guys aren't going to go there. So no, no, you're going no, to they're they're miss free agents. And they're going to miss them all. It's it's craziness. And it's craziness. Like I said, I watched their cup team of the weekend. Sam Masters, one of your best juniors, not playing. Matt Ballin, if you're supposed to be getting him back up there and helping Little when he's back, he only played 20, 30 minutes. The I, interchange I, like, was, I like Matt Ballin. The, the like interchange the wasn't his fault. That was no, their, I get their own interchange on the weekend was disgraceful. They got beaten by 50, 40, and now 36 on the weekend. They're going awful in all grades. Mm. You re-sign a gun junior who was going to go to Melbourne, Crow, and all these guys. Hello, play him. Yeah. And then Tony Paseca, the under-20s player, the massive front row wasn't named again. And you had Justin Hunt, who's a good footballer, not playing at fullback, his best position. Watson Halida, junior Kiwi, best position centre, playing fullback, who's struggling to catch bombs. They need and to... And uh... Mapasoni, a gun from their 20s, who should be in the halves, and some of the fifth tackle options on the weekend, sorry, were pissed weak, wasn't even named in the side. What are you doing? Mm. There's there's four or five guys playing in the NRL at the moment that aren't, that aren't going to be there next year. So I don't understand why you just don't move them out now. Bring all these kids in and have a look at them. Masters, Paseca. work out who who you want to keep. Ugh. It's crazy. Let's move on. Very frustrating. on it, but so many good juniors there, and all the Tigers fans would know that watch. And just that situation again. I watched with Akawala and a couple of guys the last few years. Very frustrating, and the whole club in general frustrates me because I, like I said, during my teen years, they were one of my favourite sides to watch when Tim Sheens was there and the style of football and the style of play. And this club at the moment is just a disgrace. So the the, the biggest the biggest positive to come out of Jason Taylor's tenure is that he moved on the cancer of Robbie Farrell. Yeah, but they still, I still think they have that with the playing group and there's a few of them that either need to that take... have just, just taken Robbie Farrell's throne. Yeah, take yeah. the pay cuts and get rid of the ego or put the broom through it, but they need the right coach, so I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon, but tackle two. Uh, the refereeing controversy over the weekend, we had the Will Chambers no try, the Bulldogs try where Clemmer was obstructed, obstructed or was it Qatar's poor decision... We had the, the George Burgess elbow. We had the Hodkinson scrum against the feed. Uh, him calling the saying the ref cost him the game. Yeah. 
We had the Panthers no try inside the ten. The Roosters forward pass. Yeah. What do you make of them? I, I thought I thought the Chambers try was a no try, and I am. Yeah, I, I think I'm. Try, I'm so. think I'm on my own on that. Yeah, I think you are too. But I, I am. My my whole perspective on it was that he didn't. The ball wasn't in his hand. The ball he'd lost possession of the ball from his hand when he hit the line. But man, you've had this argument before, so I'm not going to kick it so off to again. Me it's, that the rules he's of lost control of the playing ball. the ball and then in the in goals as far as grounding and whatnot are completely different. So, so we're saying that because the ball left his hand, but keeps in touch with his lower arm, that he's allowed to just roll, slide it over the line. I thought he grounded it before he lost it from the hand when it got over there in that last if, angle. If, if he grounded it with his hand on the line, which I don't think he did, I agree with the call. However, I didn't see an angle that conclusively showed me that. The call went up no try. I, I'm happy with the decision. I thought it was the right call. Well, I but I, I, I've, I have not heard anyone else who has said that it's... So said, I'm happy to be out there because yeah. I'll, I'll stand by that's it. Fine, I'll, I'll watch it and I'll argue it with anyone. Yeah, that's fine. Watching it, so... And we've had this argument before. Where we've talked about the rules of, like you're saying, you, when you've got to control the play. But the also, ball, there's no clarification. It. There's too much grey on the rules. It should be either you've got to have it in your hand, control it and ground it, yeah. or it's no try. None of this crap about separation. Because I've seen some in the Super League this year. You've got no idea. Some in the Super League where... The point of their fingertip is touching the ball and they award it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's not mad. It's, it is a grey area. Right. The um, Bulldog strike. Clemmer, I thought Clemmer did obstruct. I thought the inside man got I think, taken. I didn't think he obstructed Carter. No, nah, Carter made an awful read, but the man coming across didn't so get a chance. So I, I tend to think Clemmer obstructed him, but I think Clemmer more obstructed him because of Carter's poor decision. So Carter I, made I, a I bad. Like, I like the fact they blew the try. I thought the hole was massive, and he probably still scores because Carter made an awful decision. But the inside man, I can't remember who it was. Maybe Hingano or someone didn't get a chance to get across. Yeah, and so Hoffman. Uh, that was, was a bit, really... bit of a 50-50 one. But, yeah, Carter's read was awful. He didn't need to go across. There was no um, space, and the sideline was there for the winger. So. The other one, the George Burgess elbow, we'd probably both agree. Should have been sent. Should have been sent. And people will all agree that Barnett tapping on the head wasn't smart. Who cares? It doesn't matter. You have to be big enough to hold That's that That's gamesmanship. Yeah, he exactly. got the result that he wanted. Well, you've dropped the ball three times in the first ten minutes. <laughs> of course, someone's going to give you a bit of stick. And he's throwing a UFC elbow, then a spinning back fist. He thought he was in a cage fight. Yeah. So. Crazy. Uh, I don't know what he was thinking, but he should have been sent off. I and... think uh, Trent Hodkinson being sent to the Simbin is good. However, how many of those do we see then people say that to the re- or players say stuff to the referee that don't get oh, Simbin? 100%. Good on that referee. I can't remember. I like which it. Name yeah, I don't know his name. But uh, the, the Broncos Storm game, there was, oh, we'll bin someone, we'll bin someone. We'll no, didn't. Someone. You didn't do nothing. No. You did absolutely nothing. And it was frustrating. Henry Perinara said he was going to bin someone. You did nothing. Just quietly. He's been awful the first few weeks. He, he's turned into a real ref over the last few years. His start was really good. He related to the players. He did a good job. Yep. He's now TV time, Perinara. He loves getting on the screen. He yep. loves chucking up his special little tea. He blows the pee out of things. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think right. Hodkinson was justified, but I also see the emotion and then the boil over from losing two players to cheap shots realistically or penalised defences and obviously that 18th man that you're going to talk about soon yeah. comes back in because the Knights had to have a massive reshuffle which ended up hurting him in the end and they lost that game. The Panthers try, no try inside the 10. Now look, I think technically to the rule they got the call right. And However, I think Peachy was involved though. In... I, don't think, I don't think anyone impeded Mick Gordon's run to the footy and made him drop the ball. I think Peachy was close enough to the play. You think he effect. was? I think okay. him, maybe, but the other part of it, I'm right with you. Inside yeah. the 10, as long as you don't affect the play, I'm fine. I think the Peachy... players know. Don't be so dumb exactly. to, as to chase down when you know if you're inside the 10 and you're offside. Peachy was the closest to him in the contest, so I think he would have felt a bit of pressure. So technically, I'm okay with that one again, but I'm with you. If you don't affect the play, I reckon play on, but I think he got close enough to affect it. I think they're just going to make it, again, black and white. Either you can get within the 10 and not yeah. impede someone, and we're going to have discretion involved in it. Otherwise, just black and white. The forward pass, though. My God. Well, that's, that's the last one. Now, 
I don't think it was that far forward. I think it was forward. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't think it was as bad, nowhere near as bad as the Broncos Cowboys won the week four. And oh, Archer certainly, awful. Archer certainly didn't come out and say we got that one wrong. No, nah, he's, he's absolutely. You know good. why? Because it didn't affect the result. So what? We're now setting the standard that we're going to come out and we're going to defend or we're going to throw referees under the bus when it when it does affect the result of the game. Because yeah. what if the Broncos do win last week? Exactly. And just quietly, the touch judge, don't know his name either. But Jeff he, Eunice. Jeff Eunice he, is he, the famous one from a few years ago, and he had two in that game. He didn't call the forward pass, he was in line ball, and he didn't call two, two post foot on the line, and he was right there for it. Yeah. Um, he had an absolute Barry Crocker. Look, there's a, there's a few more we could go over, but they, they were the major ones, I thought, from the weekend. So it's pretty poor. I, I also don't understand, and MG put up a bit of a rant on Facebook, saying that why can't we call it? And I've been saying this for years. Four passes, yeah. Like, it's as clear as every person in the stadium and everyone watching that it's a wrong call. Yeah. And we just let it go. It's just craziness the one because we've got these rule. stupid rules in place. We're spending $2 million on the bunker, yet we've wound the bunker back. Yeah, and it's the only thing... Just get the fuck calls right, man. Yeah. Like, it's the only thing we say we won't use it for. It's one of the most common ones that happens all the time. But you oh, can look at simple and go, yeah, that's no try. Get it? the calls right. It's not hard. Mm. Not difficult. So... For me, it's just we just shoot ourselves in the foot as a game. Yeah, like right. I love the bunker, yeah. and the bunker last year was a bit of a basket case. Yeah, but we need to keep working on it and improving it, not wind it back and just say, "Oh, we don't know how to do it." Well, sadly, Please. sadly, we've done what we always do. They ref started off okay around one, and a couple of rounds in, we're back to square one. Yeah, um, and in particular, again, don't want to spend a lot of time. We see it all the time. The penalties inside twenty with players just holding down the slow play down. Well, Super League now they just do the warning. They yeah, do it like a they, circle warning. Next penalty, someone's off, and they just do it. But seriously, the referees over there are so much better than. I him. don't know about the coaches five at the end of the year and how they didn't agree to bring back the five minutes in bin. But that's the only way that you're going to get refs. It shouldn't to agree be the coaches making those decisions. Exactly. But the, the five minutes not be making those needs decisions. to be brought back so the refs don't feel so much pressure to bin blokes for being inside that 10, 20 metres and giving away uh, such a critical... What area. are these commissioners that we're paying all this money for? It what makes, are they doing? It makes sense to bring the five-minute bin Ridiculous. Back. It really does. They should be the ones making those sort of calls. Right. Tackle uh, three. Tackle three. The 18th man discussion. Nathan Brown, player welfare, concussions, guy staying on the field injured. Now... We'll probably split this in half. We're going to talk about, obviously, the 18th man discussion. I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, I don't know 100%. whether you can bring it in. I'd love to see him just do it now. This weekend, bang, 18th man's in. If someone's legitimately injured or concussed through foul play or not even through foul play, foul play just deemed to be concussed, uh, an 18th man can come on yep. and just replace that player. If the player is then cleared by the HIA or whatever, he comes off, sits, the other player comes back on. Yeah, and especially the two foul plays we saw in the Souths game on the weekend. We obviously saw Brendan Elliott get his uh, bell rung by Heimel Hunt. and he gets What did you make of that tackle, just, just quickly? Poor, very poor. Mm. Did you think it was worth six weeks? Nah, I didn't think it was worth it. Well, George got less. I've got the guilty. I know, I think that's ridiculous. George only got two weeks with guilty. That's Hunt what I'm got saying. Four. He got four. Oh, I, think, I think it should have been the other way around. I think the elbow, yeah. I'm with yeah, you. it would have been four. It was just a lazy tackle. It was a stiff arm, fair call. But, but I, I also thought Elliot sort of, he ducked he, he a little low. bit. He got it low. was a swing and arm. But it wasn't even a tackle. It was just a clothesline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, look, we both agree there should be an 18th man. Now, yeah. and player welfare. Thing, just quietly before you move on, the other thing that justifies that situation, because they only cut those last two players from the bench on game day, on that last day. They warm up. Yeah, but there's guys that are missing cup games who aren't even playing that week because of they it. They warm so up So just let and them play. have the 18th man, so that <laughs> bloke, and then they get him out in the field after and train him for 10 to 20 minutes. And give him the piss out of them. That's so what they do. If they're already there, just put the guy there. If it's Especially foul play. The foul play on the weekend, I don't blame Newcastle for being filthy. They reshuffle. I don't have an issue with them having 20. 
Yeah, well, especially like I said, if your cup games don't line up and they've missed it that day and they've sat there, you're missing football as well. Someone who so, uh, shows the signs that Kane Elgy did, that Josh Dugan did, yeah. um, that Brendan Elliott did, they should not return to the field. Mm. And Off. I'm, not coming back on. No HIA tests. You're gone. I have one more point to bring out of this, and there's only a couple of teams that have them. It is getting so important now with this that teams that want to go four forwards on the bench find a fourth guy that is uh, basically a former junior half or something like that. There's not many of them getting around, but I think they're going to be more and more valuable as we move forward. A Ryan Madison, who was a junior kangaroo Connor number Watson. six, who's a guy who is now big enough to play back row, yeah. lock, cover your halves, and nine dish the ball. There's Asiata at the Cowboys, a forward who's got the skills of a half, who can also dish the ball from dummy half. Yeah. A Tyrone Peachy is obviously there at Penrith. There's not many teams that have them, and I think they're going to become a necessity if you want to play four well, forwards. Elijah Taylor at the, exactly. at the Tigers. But you need to find that fourth guy who's got a bit of a background, who's got a big in the body now that can cover those positions, centre, half, middle, and dish the ball from nine. They're going to become few and far between, and I think their market value is going up. Uh, Madison... Like I said, the perfect example of the first few weeks watching the Roosters. He's a former six, so I think he's a great player. Growing into his body a lot more physical this year, but they've got a six centre. They've got coverage for everything with him. No, do. Yeah. Uh, the next one is concussions. Yeah, so that's tackle four. Concussions. We got $350,000 in fines. There was one hundred and fifty to the Titans for LG and Simpkins. The Dragons obviously had Dugan, who got absolutely KO'd by an elbow. Uh, hops back up, doesn't even go off. Magic water splash. Can Elgy one, one was ridiculous. Yeah. That was so ridiculous. Well, his justification was it was his jaw, not his face. But your bloody jaw is part of what happens when it's you get KO'd. Yeah. What, what happens to boxers when they get in on the jaw? There's a nerve there a that button. ticks, goes to the brain, bang, yeah. go to sleep. Uh, and obviously Newcastle got 100k. For and you know what? This bullshit about the one that annoyed me was Joe Greenwood. Yeah. Joe Greenwood, Defy I'm, not, I'm not coming off. You're off. Well, you know what? Referee, stop the game. Go on. Where the game isn't resuming until you go off. Is there still a doctor at all these games watching too? How hard is it? Is there a doctor? Will there be a club doctor for both teams? There's more than these. There was that many this week and I can't even think of it. Uh, Nate Miles hit the deck. Went absolutely down like a sack of crap in the Manly game. Face planted. So I so Sue. Sue went down double time. At least the the trainer was smart enough to drag him both times there. Um, And Wade Graham goes off, he gets hit in the head with a ball. And then he got hit a second time. Well, the, the ball one was at, like, the 20th minute. Yeah. So, surprise, surprise. Oh, head injury. He's going off free and change. for a forward, but when Ridiculous. a half When a half happens... No, he's not again. coming off. Yeah. LG, oh, an example of that. Or Dugan at fullback. We don't want to reshuffle. I, so. I totally agree with the fines. Yeah. I'm However, I find it really interesting that the NRL is, is, uh, has fined the Gold Coast and, yeah. and Newcastle because they're finding themselves. They owe them. So they they own both this clubs. This is like when Melbourne was owned by News Limited and they lost all their points and they had to pay a million dollars. So basically, you just give yourself a million dollars. Yeah, that's right. It's ridiculous. You pay us Melbourne. It's like, well, you're partly owned by News Limited. So the other one know. was that, and there were a few St George fans complaining on Twitter today, and I agree, saying that, well, why, why did the Titans get fined 150 for three players when Dugan and Elliot? were $100,000 fines. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the deal is there. I think So we're saying that the Titans get off at 50 grand a pop because we do do it more. Yeah. We do more of it, so you get a cheaper rate. People, it's going to be in our fan questions. I'm, I'm not going to name everyone's name because there's a lot there about concussion, but Parramatta were named as the one who used it the most this week and particularly with Ford. Brad Arthur got defensive about it too. So, yeah, I know they call player welfare and that's fine, but when it is Fords, you're always a little bit suspect because they generally do find it very happy to roll one on and Look, roll the one fines off. are great. But they need to bring in better protocol and things around this because it is only going to become a bigger issue in the game. It's not going away. Yep. Tackle four, go uh, on. Tackle five. Return of Billy Slater. Well, I love him. The best. I just hope he stays fit. I thought he was super. He tried a little bit too hard, made a few errors, but 
outside of that, I love it. it in words, and you know, I don't want to sound like an absolute man giant here, but I'm a massive fan of the big three. I'm a massive fan of Melbourne. I get fucking a bit jelly legged talking about most of these guys and watching these guys. It's been outstanding. But on Friday, I'm not going to lie, I got goosebumps on Fox when I got home the next day because I didn't get to watch it live. I did night shift. Yeah. Cameron Smith talking about Billy Slater. And then I watched the game afterwards and uh, I was really excited, much like you. There. He was a bit erratic, but he's missed. He's played two games in 668 days. He was trying to push the envelope, but 149 metres in 50 minutes, five tackle busts, two offloads. I was pretty excited. Yeah, he's a bloody he, F1 car. He, he did fire a few of his cannon passes eight Good. rows back into the front. but He said that on... Um, yeah. I heard him yesterday say that he hit a ball boy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. He was on the footy show yesterday. But situation, perfect. Again, Munster breaks his jaw, Slater's back, Riley Jacks has been solid. The Melbourne machine just continues. Well, it's not so, perfect. But... Uh, you know, no, I'm just saying, it's he's back now. He's going to be playing full minutes straight away again this week, but... The Melbourne machine just ticks over. As long as he stays healthy, I think we're going to see some good football. I was really excited more. Those sweet plays have so much vigour with him when we engage a line. Will Chambers got two or three tip-ons from Billy just sitting that outside and found 20, 25 metres easily because of the amount of attention that Billy Slater attracts. So, yeah. uh, I was quite excited. It's good to have him back. But the last tackle, I was going to split between concussion, but we kind of rolled that in with 18th man. But I kind of had two things here. Titans with Copley and Gresmore, mid-season signings again, finding some value. Are you a fan? Are yeah, you not a fan? I'm a fan. I think Gresmore... I'm a fan. I think they're both good signings. He's a really good one. Copley's intelligent. He's yeah. not a... Not a great... He's not, he's not an elite player, but he's no. a solid first grader. He's a solid first grader. Um, and, I'd, I'd rather him more than a few guys we've got there at the moment. 11 so of your top 30 injured, I think that's good. But the big one for me, again, and I don't want to hype on Melbourne, but it's got to be said... Proctor is gone. Harris is moving on. McLean today announced officially, we've already been talking about it, going to the Cowboys. That's a huge signing. And Finucane, apparently, $650,000 offer from Newcastle. Potentially, four of the starting five, besides Bromwich, all out of the club. And then there's talk of Slater might finish the end of this year. The Cronk stuff, I'm not buying into just yet. But if it did happen, you've lost four starting of your forward pack and you've lost one of the, possibly two of the big three. Yeah. What do Melbourne do? Is this something that can be fixed internally with... Kafusi, Welch, Kenny, these well, kind of guys, Kifusi, Solomona. Kafusi's proven himself to be a starter. Or is there going to be some market Solomona, value? I think, can be a starter. It just means you've got to go in and you've got to buy a couple of guys to go around them, have a look at the dudes you've got coming through. Yeah, they can fix it. They're fine. They can patch that up. They, they're fine. It's yeah. a pretty hefty toll. Like because a couple talking. of years ago, we were saying the same thing. You know, when you're losing though. Hoffman and you're losing these guys and it, the wasn't, blokes around them have come through. I so. wasn't disappointed about Hoffman because Tohu and Proctor are already there. Well, I think I think you might see Hoffman come back. So, I think that might be one piece well, that slots in. I think I said to Dad exactly what you said because it just seems right. He finished there. that killed Bellamy. And as much as I don't think his best games are there, you know he's safe and reliable. And they, you're going to get him. They wouldn't cheap. have to break the bank. And if they don't like people on the market, they won't break the bank. No, they won't. So, I'm kind of with you that that might be a possibility. But I think Felice Cafusi's had a huge start there. I think he's been great. Yeah, I think Kenny's solid as well. Yeah. I just so, think overall, though, the quality of these guys and having that good bench... Yeah, McLean's going to be a huge loss. That's massive. He's been outstanding the first He's um, Yeah, I said it two weeks ago. He's yeah. my origin bolder. He'd be the first front row I'd pick for origin now. Well, I think you'd agree with me, and I said it to you straight away. When I found out we lost both the back rowers, I don't know how much we offered him, but I thought in that 10-day cooling-off period, we needed to go back and get closer. Mm. I thought we really couldn't afford yeah. to lose him in Bromwich after we lost both the back rowers, but uh, yeah. so things play Can't on. Can't keep more. Have to see what happens. But that's the set of six. We'll move into your fan questions. There is a fair few. A lot have to do with concussions, so I think that might make it uh, a bit easier. But uh, first year, Gav on Twitter, at Ernie Oz, why hasn't he kicked on at South or Penrith? He's referring to Graves Mill. Obviously, had some off-field issues. Mm. He showed some good sparks and bits and pieces, but, yeah, I think most of it was, uh, you know, just some issues off the field. So I don't think that one needs too much time. 
Um, what have we got here? You've got Gav again talking about buyers of the year. That's coming from Steel Sports there. You could talk about Kiri. You could talk about Vaughan. It's too early, I think, to be talking about stuff like that. Well, Kiri's on nine Dallian points, so... Yeah, well... He's had I didn't think I didn't think he was the best player on the field in that in that game on the weekend. I thought but Mitchell anyway. Pierce was better than him. I yeah. thought Boyd Corner was really good. I thought Napa was good. Um, Concussion rule seems to be on suit. Adam Stevenson, so he's the first one. There's a million there, but there's a lot of guys with the HIA. Yeah, it's got to be looked at, and these fines are good, but yeah. man. Well, again, I don't, we don't need to spend too much time there, Adam. But, yeah, we'll, there's a lot of guys that mention concussion. I think we've talked about what needs to be happening there. Uh, Russell Hart up, throw dollars at Cleary if he wants a challenge. We've got one current assistant coach went to the Warriors. Not hopeful at this point in time. Obviously referring to the Tiger situation. And Webster. Yeah, well, good to see um, what happens there. But I, I don't think Cleary's going to be stupid enough to walk into what's going on there. If so, he'd need a pretty decent setup or a guaranteed deal, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, NRL profits, our mates there. More skeletons in the closet at the Tigers question. Why can't we bet on Holden Cup anymore? Which branded imbecile can Monday night football for 6pm Friday? Yeah, we, we hate... I hate Thursday hate, football. I hate the 6 o'clock Friday. I want Monday back. I love Thursday night, um, but I want Monday as well. Yeah. Uh, bet, you can't bet on the Holden Cup. That was one of the yeah. new uh, rules just to make sure that um, there was not no dodginess going on. And I, I, I don't, How often did you bet on Holden Cup? Maybe I used to bet on some games because I used to watch a few. But not bit. very often. No, but only if a team that I saw with good odds was playing another good team and I saw yep. three or four guys. Like Last year, I said the Roosters were a good value for the finals. I got a few wins on the Roosters because they're outsiders, but yep. um, not very often. There's only a few teams you could really rely on. It's a, yep. quite a loose comp. I think more of that is because the young guys are more likely to be in touch with Gambling. the outsiders who are willing to pay them money to yep. throw games because they haven't made money yet. So I yep. can't really blame that. Error. There's a lot more temptation for young guys yeah. possibly who've had a kid early or from big Polynesian families or some pressure there to help chip in because a lot of those guys do have pressure internally from family. Or There's a lot more to lose than what there is to gain. Exactly, and they haven't made anything yet. So, yeah, <laughs> Murray Conlon, geez, how weak are the board of the Tigers? Giving him three weeks into a season. I hope he tees off on the whole organisation. I, I think he will. I hope he does open up because there's obviously a fair bit going on there we don't get to hear about, and he's been quite subdued and trying to keep things together, but... I think he's going to unleash Matt Elliott on it's Gab again. Matt Elliott on ABC. Brooks and Moses play better without each other. What are your thoughts? Well, that's easy to say. But when's the last time they played better? When's the last time they played without each other? Well, I think I've seen. What Moses... are we saying there? That they're better on each side of the? No, when they play field? games without one another, he reckons they're better. So when Moses is there as the solo man to control things, I guess playing with Little John or when Brooks has been there with somebody. Uh, besides Moses, that when they're the dominant half without each other on the field, they play better individually, mm-hmm. and then they do as a pair. I can't think of a lot of games that have not been played together. That's what I'm so I don't have a lot of space uh... in my head to uh, to think about that one, unfortunately. So don't think I can give too much background. But uh, Jono, involuntary tackles not penalised, and you can only put a hand on them to be held, but you can drag a player three metres back in. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that one week to week, mate, is absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's got a worrying trend of players not touching the ball with their foot anymore. It's like touching. Oh, it's happening in every game. Yeah, they're just dumping it and rolling it through the legs. Craziness. And that comes back to training. That's what they're doing at training. Exactly. The Buckstar sent you guys a private message in relation to some grubby stuff on the weekend. We'll crack that open in a minute once we get through these. Kev, Tyron May, when will he get his crack in first? Or ASAP. It's got to happen soon. It has to happen. Because Martin and Cleary haven't been overly impressive. I'm not going to lie. I think Martin's been better than Cleary. Um, and that surprises me that I'm saying that. But I also yeah. think a lot of that, and don't read too much in it. This 18-year-old is on every ad in Penrith, every paper, everything being talked about for Brad Fittler of origin, this, that, and everything after 10, 12 games yeah. last year. 
I think. Not saying it's got his head. No, it hasn't. Because he's it's, not that kind just of kid. a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure, and I think he's feeling the pinch. And also, coaches have had a whole off-season to work him out. Exactly. So and his game is certainly not the finished product. No. Uh, Arrow, what exactly do linesmen do? Well, who knows? Jeff Eunice doesn't do a lot. That's a great question, what do linesmen do? They don't hold the 10, they don't call forward passes, they let people step on the line. There's a fair Well, I said last week, we should have one holding the 10 and one looking at forward passes. What's his Two name? Side. Yeah, I agree with you. What's his name? Has anything changed with the concussion? Here we go again. Dugan, Elliott, and LG all appear to be out cold on the weekend state. Nothing's changed. Yep. The, we've just dropped the ball on it. 100%. Sam Taylor, concussion rules. Are they being manipulated? Are the Titans better off without Hayne? Well, concussion we've already covered, mate. Are the Titans better off with Hayne? 100%. Well, the, the winning percentage doesn't lie. The big issue here, and we talked about this, the options in his favour. It's $1.2 million. He's probably not going to find another club, and unless he goes to French rugby, unfortunately, you think he's just going to take the money because that's the easy option. So mm. I feel bad for the Titans, but they've handcuff themselves I think to a time bomb again so yeah. not great uh, Benny Storer at the end of round three which club would you now tip to take home the wooden spoon Nui are showing some fight Tigers well I don't think it'll be the Tigers sadly mate I don't know about the Tigers I thought Manly would be one getting closer to I it I think it's Titans all these Newcastle teams. Tigers Manly I think they're the f- obvious four well, they showed some pretty decent final weekend but again I think it's way too early one of these teams mate out of those four I think will get injuries and more stuff happen later in the year and that'll be yeah. the big thing that tells so I have to see what happens. Deck Meadows uh, is Tamalolo enough on his own to make the Cowboys forward pack cables winning a grand final look so slow without him. Mm, it's worrying well, how bad they were without him. I think the only guy I'm going to give a rap to from the weekend is the youngest guy on the field, Cohen Hess. He's the only guy to me that generated ruck speed, bent the line back, and didn't anything. But again, I think the refs dropped the ball on the inside 20. I'm not going to defend him because they were awful in attack, but some of the rucks were disgraceful. Mm. Um, there was no quick play of the balls. But yeah, I think most of those guys struggle. I think Sam Hoare. Blew an opportunity, show his wares, made a couple of errors. I thought Paddy Kafusi was okay, Boltmer okay, but the only one who really stood out to me was Cohen Hess. Mm. So I thought they were all pretty poor. Yeah, I, I thought in general the two golden point games was that an effect of it, but I can't defend it. We'll talk about that and review them. Uh, Benny Storer again. Is this the worst Tigers team since the club began in two thousand? Hard to know. I, yeah, it would have to be close, but worst again through three rounds. I think they'll they'll end up better than the side. Of 2000. Mm, I agree. Kiwi sports fan bounce back ability. Every team has recorded a win now, as we said before. Some big upsets and some teams bouncing back. I've got to throw in as well as obviously the away wins. Uh, why? Why is this happening? Because well, it's a very close comp. It is a very close comp. And I think momentum is underrated. The, the mo- momentum in games is crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Completely agree there. Uh, what else have we got? Paul Vaughan has been unbelievable. That's from Paul Wainwright. Can't agree anymore, mate. He's been outstanding. Uh, we've got Scott. Just give Brooks and Moses time. As we, I've, I've been Laugh out there. loud. Yep. I think that's taking the piss. There's a bit more about concussion here. We'll go to that inbox now that we obviously had from the Bucks day. He's bringing up some stuff. So he's obviously got some thoughts in relation to foul play on the weekend. So Sam Thido being third man in, runs and hits Finney Valley from behind. Uh, he wasn't a big fan of that. He thinks that George Burgess should have been sent off. Yep, we agree with that. Heimel Hunt KO's Elliot, and he's not sinbin or sent off. He's a Knights fan, so he's obviously claiming a bit of bias. But obviously, Holton getting sinbin, he didn't feel like they got justice, and obviously they lost those two players. Um, he's also sick of people justifying it by saying someone's a good bloke off the field, but obviously they do their actions on the field. That shouldn't apply, mate. Have to agree there. Uh, and then he's obviously not happy about Thiday attacking Bromwich's hand. Yeah. Scrub. Thiday... He should have been Sinbin for what he did, particularly after they just got warned, and then he goes and does that, and in, incited a you know pretty big brouhaha almost. But yeah, it's, 
the referees have gone soft. They need to take ownership of the field and be the boss on the field. Yeah, um, there's, there's a lot of stuff there that I wasn't a fan of the weekend. Mitchell Lloyd, what's with all the players taking dives and faking injuries? Cooper Cronkland, Vunavali last night. Ash Taylor staying down after every single kick. Ryan James saying he was punched. What is wrong with these Well, guys? they stay down because they get penalties. Simple as that. Every team does it. Yeah. The right. game's just gone soft, and the game rewards players for staying down. So they're going to do it. I hate it. It's my bugbear. I, I despise it, but... You know, as long as they get penalties and they get rewarded for it, they're going to continue to do it. Yeah, 100%. Cameron Finlayson, he said this last week. Oh, is that Luke's form? Why hasn't he been able to bring it to the Warriors? Well, he's fat and overweight. Yeah, he's been awful. I messaged you and said to you, I don't know if Nathaniel Roach wasn't playing when I watched Cup on the weekend. I know if he's hurt and Aaron Clark even the week before, but it's got to the point with me where I think Isaac Luke needs to play Cup. Mm. It's time to... Just flick him because there's nothing there. He's making poor errors. He's not running. He looks fat. He looks lazy. He needs a wake-up call. And the only way to get a real look at that situation, I think, is to can him in New South Wales Cup and see if it re-sparks him. And if not, it's time to get rid of him. Yep. Very, very simple. So, I agree. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff in here that we've obviously covered. Uh, Gold Coast beating Parallel at home. Well, I think that's quite fair that we, like we said, he's kind of ruined that tough working nature that they had and threw the whole things out of whack. And we've seen on the weekend what happens when he's not there. Knight's concussion screw up. We've talked about that. Elbowed by Burgess. Why wouldn't you say off? He should have been. Fire fire lowers. Epic defense. Firefly lower, My, that's the Cutters game. I don't know. I didn't see Firefly lower's epic defence. Was that the TV game? Yeah, I didn't yeah, think. Yeah. I thought the TV game was Newcastle and somebody else. Yeah, it was. He didn't play for the Dragons last night. No. No. Oh, I'm not too sure then. Sorry, mate. Don't know you're talking about there. Um, then he's saying forward pass has not been ruled on. Well, we've just talked about that. That's one thing that definitely needs to happen. Dave Crellin, talk about ref. Should we have one ref? Should we be able to rule on forward passes from replays? Again, what satisfaction do clubs get from Archer saying things are wrong when they never should have been scored in the first place? Uh, obviously, Panther fan, mate, a lot of people disappointed. They should be able to rule on forward passes. What's the point of having the technology if we can't? Uh, and one Well, ref, not all forward passes. The blatant forward passes. Yeah, there's some absolute blatant ones. They should be able to get ruled on. Dan Gerritsen, Raiders discipline with him without the ball continues to be lacking. How does a coach go about addressing that? Is it technical or attitude? Well, both. I think it's both. They've been a bit loose. I'm more worried about the penalties the first few weeks. But yesterday, when you see what happens when things stick. Mm. Um, you know, they play that risky football. They make easy yards up the middle, and they're dangerous on the left and the right. And yeah. they've got all their pieces back now. You saw the difference yesterday, in particular, having Elliot Whitehead in his natural position. That right edge back together of him, Whitehead, and Leilua is outstanding. Left side, Papali absolutely had a field day. Mitchell Moses just, you know, absolute turnstile for him. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's a bit of both, but I think that's part of their style of play. Errors are going to come with it. Dan Ryan, what is Channel 9's fascination with the Tigers? Five TV games in the first five rounds, or maybe it's just to showcase the attack of their opposition. Ha ha. He might be thinking uh, Firefly was Nene McDonald. Yeah, possibly. I was going to say, I'm not too sure. But, going back to the uh, earlier question. There, but, uh, they were good last night. We'll talk about that in our reviews. Uh, Haley and Greg Ballantyne, why is there a send-off rule anymore? Burge can elbow someone in the face and not get sent off. When will anyone ever get sent off? When someone knifes someone on the field? Yeah, basically. It's yeah. ridiculous. He should have been sent. Straight yep. away, not even discussed. Elbow, gone. Yep, simple. Mateo Grasso, will sacking JT help the Tigers? And is moving on Farrah Waste if JT's gone now? Who will replace him and are the big four at the Tigers overrated? Yeah. Well, I think well, we covered most of that before. I think did. Woods and Tedesco have justified their position, Brock's 100% right. Those two halves are going to hold the gun to the Tigers' head because who else is going to pay him? They're just taught the Bulldogs are interested. If they're interested in paying 900 or 800 for either of those blokes, they should give themselves an absolute triple. Yeah. Um, who will replace him? You've obviously got that little bit of word, maybe Elliot. Your best option, I think, would probably be Cleary, but whether he wants the job, I highly doubt it. 
it wasn't a waste of time because him getting rid of Farrah, he did some dirty work for him, but they've still got a lot of cap out the door. Whoever gets this next has no excuse, though, and needs the help from the board and things to be taken away from the players. But they're finally going to have their full cap back next year. But mm. next year's going to be a hard year again because they still can't really spend full amount just yet. Yeah. And no one's going there without a coach. Yeah. So it's it's a hard time, unfortunately. Amy Palmer, yeah, concussion check. Dugan was knocked out cold, stayed on. Wade Graham got a ball to the head and went off. Well, again, we talked about it. Concussion's a big one this week, and you're 100% right. Zach Rivera, is Braley going to keep his spot? Praying for the fantasy gods, he does. Well, if Seguiara is training with him, and he's going to be in there soon uh, rather than later, they're going to share time, almost obviously. Yep. So, uh, Particularly, as we said before, you're going to need a player that can cover those positions with the concussion stuff. So, Yep. Thor, uh, concussions again, but he's got in here what we've been talking about. Should the NRL bring in neutral doctors? Well, they should. They have to. We've talked about this before. That has to happen. Todd Greenberg's argument is that you're questioning the integrity of club doctors to say that they're not acting in the best interest of the players. Yeah, but the, they've got the fact is they're, they're on pr- under pressure. Yep. Take that away. Jeremy Van Tempest, Chad Townsend's try celebration. What the hell was that, Chad? No idea, but well, it wasn't a try. He's clearly been thinking about it for a while. Yeah. He was waiting to bust it out. But, yeah, pretty disappointed when he turned around and realised it a bit silly. had nothing. Zach Maitland, forward passes. Should the bunker be able to rule on them? Uh, we have 467 cameras at each game. Blayton ones, yes. Yeah, Blayton ones in play, I think so. Ben Kirkham, how some of the regular top teams of finals past year are going to cope now. They are facing low to medium injury crosses for the first time in a while, so early in the season. Cowboys, namely. Yeah, they're going to struggle. Well, they are going to struggle. They they're going to really do. struggle now, I think, to finish top four. They're going to need to get Tom Lolo back on the field. They're missing for another week, which is going to hurt. So. Yeah. Uh, not good. Funny as made a page. It's concerning with all the blobs over forward passes lately. This is not a new thing. It's been happening season after season. Sometimes it feels like this great game that people find a flaw and beat it to death so they have something to complain about. We all have uh, teams that have lost games via a forward pass or a bad decision. It's time to focus on the positives. After all, it's the greatest game of all. It's fair. I can agree that everyone always hammers but something. But it's very easy to say when it's not your team. There was way too many on the weekend. Mm. You know, that's the main thing. It's the volume. If you get one every now and then, you know, it's disappointing and people will talk about it. When you're getting consistent, uh, you know, after three rounds, multiple forward passes, multiple bad decisions, yeah. costing people games, that's what irks people. Steve, Sergeant, the toothless Tigers at Taylor. Uh, he's sacking. Where did the Tigers go from here? How would you fix that club? Well, I think I've explained it. Explain my thoughts, and you'd 100% agree. I actually told Brock to get his resume ready. I don't know what he's Blow doing. Blow it up. No, I shan't be getting my Put your resume. resume. Let's go in there. Let's go, brothers, for 2013, 14. Right, we'll fix it. Where? Oh, where? What have we got here? Jeremy's obviously given his thoughts there to Steve. Similar about keeping Woods and probably Tedesco. Um, yeah, we could talk about that all day, but my money ball talk's not going to fix anything. Good luck, Tigers. Greg Milburn, concussion. It's all over the place. Spoke about that. 100% agree. Tigers, big four, appearing to control JT's fate. Again, that's Matty Timbrell. They need to take it away from the players. It's not their side. Justin Green, George Burgess's elbow. I think it should have been binned. You agree as well. George, but he should have been sent. 100%. Uh, there was a couple of people that inboxed me, and I said that I'd get to it. Daniel Charles Kellard, he's obviously brought in here more, again, about the schedule. So he's got an issue with how some teams play others twice and others once. Some teams will miss the eight because of the schedule. It hurts the credibility of the comp and it's more annoying about the origin matches uh, you know some teams suffer and gain an unfair advantage he's obviously saying here everyone may be playing each other once uh, it's only 15 matches but it's at least fair you could introduce a cup comp to make up some of the games just to give well I agree and let's cut it short but while ever the TV yeah, the is TV deciding, the game. deciding the schedule you're never going to get any of that so next year I'm pretty sure the NRL takes back control of the schedule mm-hmm 
we should see some uh, more transparency and fairness in the uh, the schedule. Yeah, all this stuff, and he's got to use because we're free... going to have standalone Origin. They're saying that yeah, that, that's that what he's Sunday got Sunday uh, Origin at the MCG. Use the free weeks for Origins, Test matches, possibly cut. The big issue here about when you're playing that many games, mate, again, is volume of money. The advertisers and the TV people are paying for these games. They're not going to shorten the competition get everyone to play everything once and make everything fair. They try to make it as fair as possible as far as finals teams getting harder draws, things in bits and pieces like this, but they're not never going to cut games because that's more money going out of the pocket of the NRL in the game. Yeah. That's obviously what TV people pay for. So, um, yeah, very, very hard. Particularly when they're paying the huge, huge amount of uh, money that the TV networks are paying. Yeah. So. So, sorry about that, champion. Uh, Anthony Tran, he asked last week about talking about old premiers versus each other. So, say, the Sharks of 2016 versus Souths. Who do you think would win? Or Roosters of 2013, something like that. I think this is an interesting conversation. That. Um, but if he, In particular, I think we'll speak about one, and maybe this is something we can do a bit later in the year. But Sharks of last year versus Souths 2014, who would you take? Ah, uh, well, I'd take Souths. you take Souths? Yeah. I'd probably be with you. I think uh, the Ford pack would match up very, very well. Also, there was differences in the style of play a tiny bit. It was a bit more ruck. Invested, I think, 2014 compared to last year. Mm. But that forward pack, Ben Teo, Burge said his best. George was in a different state of mind. Uh, the spine was absolutely on fire. Um, I think that would be a very, very close game, a very, very rough game in particular in the forwards. But I, I'd go south by an absolute hair that the Sharkies team would be very, very resilient. That'd be a, a rough game. That'd be a cracker one to watch, especially with Ben Teo, all those kind of guys back on the field. But... The Roosters of 2013, I think that team would beat most teams, to be honest. Yeah, I tend to agree. If you put that one up against these two sides, I'd probably back that side. Uh, I think they were very, very good I think good Melbourne team. 07 is probably my favourite. Yeah, we'll still cheat. My favourite We'll cheat then, unfortunately. <laughs> but one of those teams. Mate, that's, uh, that's a good conversation for a lot of people to have. But that's the fan questions done. That is the set of six done. Thank you very, very much for your feedback uh, and all your input. It's much, much appreciated. And obviously last week, as Brock put up, uh, cracking the top 100 consistently being right up there the plays being there this year and just all your general support for the podcast we really really appreciate it one thing again we ask sometimes about I haven't asked in a while if you listen on iTunes I don't know who does listen on iTunes who listens on Audio Boom and any other platforms write a review if you enjoy the show give us a positive review give us some feedback that would be much much appreciated and tell your friends give you've us obviously some, got yeah. people who are yeah. also Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Love footy. Don't care. It's not a little secret. No, it's not a secret. We want to try and build our audience, and uh, obviously, the more popular we become, the better the show gets. The more, mm. you know, and likely, always, likely we are to improve the show as well. So, give us your opinion. Like I said, we try to be unbiased. I think we're unbiased. I we think are. Out of anyone, the ones you could probably listen to, I think we're probably the fairest in that sense, and we try not to, uh, you know, drag any bullshit or any favoritism here, but. If you like us, get on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, give us a review, tell us what you think, yeah. um, and keep the feedback coming. We love it. And if you don't like us, tell us why you don't like us. Yeah, That's fine. Exactly. I, can, I can handle it. I've got big shoulders. Big fan. Big fan of when people get critical. We like having a decent conversation. But power rankings, to finish us off before we hop into the reviews of the games from the weekend, number one, I think this is going to be quite obvious, Melbourne Storm. Storm. Yep. I think that's quite obvious. Number uh, two. 
Winning again. The Roosters. Roosters. Okay, Storm Roosters, they're clear. Yeah. One and two. At Both the three from three. I'll be interested to see the rest, but number three. Very hard. Uh, I said the Cowboys. I've got the Broncos. And I say that even because I know that Scott's gone for you, but I think Tamalolo, Hess, they've played two Golden Point games. I'm not taken away from that, but I think the weekend was a hard ask, and uh, they obviously had felt a few other guys that were injured. You know, I think it's pissing me off just quietly. Paul Green sitting down Granville for so goddamn long. It pissed me and you off in the grand final. It almost yep. cost him the game. Stop sitting him for so long. Yep. Ben Hampton's not a hooker. He's not a utility player. Sack the bloke. Get another forward in. Yeah. But, oh. he, but he see he went out and bought Hampton, so he's got to justify it. I know, but it's ridiculous. It is. It's, it's ridiculous. Killing. It's ridiculous. They lose something as soon as he goes off. He brings right. Spark at Who got it for? I have the Broncos. I've They've got, had some tough the Cowboys, losses, but so. their schedule has been ridiculously hard. It gets no easier this week. They're going to play the Raiders. Yeah. And that's part of being... Well, they said that. They're going to, they're going to play top four teams. No offence, Brisbane, but that's what happens when you're TV time Broncos. You get all these cushy kind of things. Of playing I don't think Friday it's cushy. I think this is tough for the Raiders I've, because they've got a travel on the back of a five day turnaround yeah, Brisbane have been getting this Friday night rollover knowing they're playing every year week to week yeah. but now this year all the good TV games mean good opposition so mm. uh, it's hurting them number five I've got Canberra uh, I've got the Eels I think uh, they've been missing Paulo White and Crokey saw what happened on the weekend when you're taken away from strengths to plug up weaknesses as soon as Whitehead went back to the right that was deadly as soon as everyone uh, Croker gets back on the left, deadly. White at the back, forwards all intact. Bench was big and powerful again. I thought Taylor was solid on return. I've got the Eels just because I think Corey, it just showed Norman. how good yep. Corey Norman is and how important he's going to be to their charge this year. Number six. I've got the Sharkies. I have the Panthers, and you may think that's a bit premature, but I thought on the weekend that was a bit harsh. Um, I think there's some improvement there, and it's going to come sooner rather than later. But, yeah, I've kind of got them up there just on yeah, the I think it's really, really difficult from outside of the top four to really read. Yeah, it's can, only early doors. You could have so many. Seventh. I've got the Sharks there. I've um, got the Raiders. I thought that they were a little bit shaky, but, again, start of the year, the hooker situation, he made a couple of errors. Bird at the back. Holmes is only just coming back. They're, they're going to get better. So I've yeah. still got faith. And number eight. I've got the Panthers. I've got the Eels. Yeah. Um, again, I've so got, I've got the same eight, yeah. just in a different order. And I had left out, obviously, Dragons and South fans probably unhappy, but, uh, you know, the Dragons... Well, I just question who who South have played. Well, the Dragons, I'm going to give a rap. They've had two decent wins. Yeah, they have. They've beaten Penrith and they've beaten the Sharks, and they beat the Sharks in the prison, as one of the listeners uh, yeah, asked. Well, yeah, do you want to do you do uh, clarify why we call it the prison? They're just a... Bastard Dirty, team. They always have that hot. Ford pack. They're rough. The crowd gets into it. They do shoeys. They chant. There's the trumpet. Yeah, it's like going to a prison. It's like going to prison, basically. It's like when Melbourne used to have the graveyard. It's except, rough. It's loose. You know, they, yeah. They've built on that grubby Ford pack for so many years when they had no halves and they've done the pep. It all just kind of fits in for me. I yeah. like calling it the prison. And I've he, never he's been to Shark Park. He's saying he got left, un, left stranded when someone mate. asked him. Come on, mate. It's a prison for a reason. Lift. Oh, Who it. was it? Friendy was it Daniel Friend? Nah, it wasn't Friendy. It was uh, I've got to have a look. I saw it in there and I had a good laugh about it. I thought that's outstanding. Yeah, I, I got a bit of a giggle, but I thought I did reply to him. Yeah, you did reply. I'm trying to remember Tom Rogers. Tommy, thank you, sir. Love the podcast. Keeps me sane. But he had to hang his head in shame because he well, couldn't. I called him onto the prison. Started it. Started calling it that. Yeah, oh, you've just cut oh, me sorry, off. mate. Started calling it that and had been caught on it by a mate. Had to hang my head in, in shame. shame, mate. The prison. Tell your mate to listen to the podcast and he might know. Because from the start of time, they used to have that forward pack and nothing else doing for him, and they just played. They were the grubbiest side in the league. Dirty football. They just want to bash you one out through the middle and get involved in penalties, and they were just a forwards base. Intimidated. Side. You go there now, it's still the same. They want to drag you into the mud, even though they've got some classier players in there. Sharks of that team, but going to Ramondas with the crowd and just them, they generally beat the crap out of anyone there and drag. And them go there and watch a game. It's yeah. loose. 
I want to go there. I haven't been. I've been I've once. I've never been, so. I've been once. We need to go to the prison. And we won. I'll get you a shirt, mate. That's what we're going to get. The prison. The prison shirt. Uh, outstanding. Great. But that's our power rankings. We'll Any Cronulla fans, let us know if you agree. Is, yeah. it, is it the prison? We yeah. should. It's, it's something to be proud of. Not some, s- it's definitely not a, not us putting shit on them. I'll say it now and I'll stick to it because we mentioned it a few times. We're going to have an event this year. We're going to all go somewhere. We'll Ooh. go somewhere and we'll organise something, I don't know, with a game on just at a bar or Super Saturday at some random pub and we'll put like a neutral location yeah. and people can rock up and get on the piss with the fifth and last. Gold. I reckon that's a good idea. Gold. It might get a bit loose, but I think that might be a good idea. It will get loose. Uh, it will no doubt get and loose. And we'll get gossip involved we'll have to put a question wow. mark or an x on his head so no one knows what he looks like and keep him secret but yeah uh, that's our power rankings again don't get offended if your team's not in there like we said give us your opinion because that's what we're all about no need to be a puss or blow up because you're not happy that we didn't put yeah. manly or someone in there give us your opinion to be honest who cares none of you are going to change my opinion yeah exactly <laughs> give us your opinion that's the thing that's the thing we want to talk football but don't get offended because your team's not in there but jumping in uh the reviews of the games from the weekend we kick things off Melbourne, 14-12 over the Broncos. Let's be completely honest. They should have scored about 30 points. They have that many inside 50s. They're on top. They dominated field position. They ate them up in the forwards. But my God, Brisbane absorbed some pressure on their line. Um, I'm happy enough again. When we said earlier, we're not biased. I'm not biased. The forward pass was bullshit. They scored that first try. Um, I thought that was a try. So Brisbane maybe can feel a little bit hard done by. But at the same time, I thought there was some grubbery by them. Uh, Thido in particular, I thought he should have been binned. Again, maybe sound biased, but that push from behind... No, it's not biased. It's just call it how it is. He, that's when Vunabala did his AC joint from that push, actually. Yeah. So now we that's lose right. him for three to four weeks because yeah. of that dog shot. Someone wrote up there, oh, he pushed Boyd. At least he pushed Boyd face-to-face. Sam exactly. Thide come from 20 metres away to start a stink. Said to the ref, of course I'm getting penalised. Well, of course you are getting penalised because you're a grub, mate. He, 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 knew, all the time. he knew he was very lucky to yeah. stay on the field. You have a reputation for it for a reason because you just did it again and justified why yeah. they call you he third He said it was dumb. Thumb. It was yeah. dumb. Third man. But penalty, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, then the, the squeeze of Bromwich's hand. There's a difference between running at someone who's injured and yeah. using that because they haven't been taken off tactically and then that's just dog. That's not games and shit. That's just grub trying to injure someone further. It's a grub act. You didn't see the Tigers diving at GI's leg. They put their hands on him, got him held because they knew he was hurt but just trying to play at something of that on purpose and then he goes, oh, Jesse Bromwich hit me. He should have hit you multiple times for what you did to him. I'm going to say it. Hmm? It's just a very Queensland-like act. Oh, he's gone there. Oh, bang. It's hard for me. I like Melbourne and they've got so many good Queenslanders in their team but... Um, a it's not the first time he's done this, put it that way. This was a common theme of the weekend, and it's going to come up through more games, but Melbourne had 50-plus inside 20s and just couldn't score. Melbourne's attack was pretty ordinary, I thought. I thought Brisbane did a really good job uh, tactically by compressing their defence and trying to make Melbourne go around them. And for probably 80% of the game, Melbourne got their attack wrong, and yeah. they played side-to-side, and they ran out of room. Yeah, I thought they were too flat too, Melbourne. They, they tried to attack really flat, and mm. a lot of their shapes were pushed overs because they just didn't have the time to straighten up and play square. Yeah. I thought they the way forward from uh, Melbourne was to play through the middle with short passing. They were doing that at the start, and they were making some inroads. Well, but... they almost scored a million times off what you're saying, playing yeah. through their middles. McLean, Solomon, these guys almost all wrong. went over the line. But I just which... think Brisbane, territorially, they were in their own half the whole game. They've got some concerns making metres, don't they? The, the first few games... And Melbourne were just teeing off on them. Oh, they've been pinned the first few games, though, by teams. Even the Sharks gave them a fair bit of grief coming out of their own end, so they're going to have to address the yardage issue. I know they've got a mobile yeah. side that can play big minutes, but... But uh, when you come up against sides like that, it can really defend up on you. They need, to, they need to really start pushing in pairs or looking for those early shifts to get outside that inside three because they're getting jammed playing yeah. one out at the moment. So, uh, outstanding defence on the 20... Uh, inside 20 for them, though. Like I said, Melbourne 50-plus opportunities. Late penalty. 
Uh, that obviously hurt them. And Smith kicking that from the sideline after 77 minutes. He was exceptional. I thought he was best on field. Yeah, he but was. they lose Vunavalu and Munster now. Uh, Vuni's looking three to four weeks. Munster four to six. Jax has been safe, though. Thought he played well. He comes in. Slater's back at fullback. Yeah. Um, we just want to hope the Slater stays fit. 100%. And obviously, they're still waiting on Harris to come back. But doesn't get any easier for Brisbane. They play Canberra this week. Melbourne play the Tigers. It's always hard to play a side when they've lost their coach. And, and it's at Leichhardt. We always struggle against the Tigers for some reason. Last year, we barely scraped through twice as well. So, yeah. um, I think we're in for a tough game. But Yeah, you are. Definitely, I agree. Dogs against the Warriors, 24-12. This was a What a snooze game. fest. And again, oh. same theme as had across a lot of games in the weekend. New Zealand, 50-plus inside 20s. Yeah, couldn't score. Awful. And just quietly, they have the opposite problem. Every time they got a quick play the ball, they just went side to side. Yeah. You need to punch one or two in and then put something on the back of it. And um, I'm, I don't want to do it too early. I understand why Kearney was put there, and we said it before. New Zealand coach, New Zealand spine, system, culture. He's doing Parramatta 101 again. Mm. All these completions, completions and all this crap is doing nothing. You can't turn the Warriors into the Melbourne Storm. They're not the Melbourne Storm. You can't park the bus with Sean Johnson on one side of the field. I like Arda Hingano, but I'm sorry. He's struggling defensively big time. He was getting absolutely chopped up. Uh, they were targeting him, an absolute mozza. And if, well, why, why aren't they moving him around? Well, they they used to do that with Scott Prince at the Titans. Like he, he couldn't tackle. Luke they Keery, move him around all the time. Luke Curie defends on the wing. I've yeah. seen other teams put their man on the wing and someone move inside to kind of defend for it. Why are you leaving him isolated there? Yeah. Um, and I don't think they've shown much faith in him either as far as the attack is concerned. But they've got some issues. They're missing Madalino. I think that forward pack, like I questioned before the start of the year with all those young blokes, um, I think they're kind of struggling. Bodine Thompson was about the best player for the forward pack, I think. And he, was, he was exceptional. Um, but they were awful. The Bulldogs, I'll give them some credit. They defended those inside 50s, but there wasn't a whole lot thrown at them. Their forwards did the job again. Uh, the Morrises and the two they debutants. They make a lot of errors, man, the Bulldogs. Oh, wow. 100%. Their, their debutants, Montoya, he was, was pretty safe. and He was good. Abby made I some thought uh, Moses and Bai was good. He was pretty good. I thought Abby made some mistakes, but it wasn't too bad. But um, Des is still not safe. There's still plenty of word coming out there. I'd be interested to see what happens. But I thought Clemmer and Graham were very good. Very good. I tell you what, Josh Jackson is there a man that can shut down a play Love defensively? Him. Jesus Christ! On the Love line. some of the defensive decisions and his stick, his contact is ridiculous. Yeah. Some of those tackles, mate, oh, absolutely hurting. He whacked in Hingano a few times. I felt bad for the poor kid. Mm. Jackson just absolutely chewed him up, but. Uh, online defensive decisions. My God, he's the last bloke you want to pick out. But Bulldogs this week, they move on to play Manly uh, at Brookvale. That'll be a tough game after what Very Manly tough did. Game. But again, flip a coin. Tipping so bloody hard this year. And the Warriors play the Dragons, and potentially we can't see the lineups today, so we're going to have to tip in the dark. But they're talking about foreign coming back and check. So mm. good luck tipping that one. But yeah. dear God, uh, hopefully we see some improvement for them. But that many inside fifties and just the general structure. He has to loosen the reins a little bit, but they need those players back in. Something's got to change pretty quickly there. Titans 26-14 over the Eels. Uh, 12-0, absolutely coasting. Already thinking about going to Melbourne and having a night out in the town. I think the Paramount are seal. You blokes in shambles, concussions, injuries. Zilman goes off the field, but it was the 2016 Titans. Tough, resilient, working as a team. Everybody chipped in. Ash Taylor, I think, also didn't feel the pinch of having someone there stealing things or not knowing whether he needed to give the ball to Hain or not. He took the ball Control. by the horns and yeah. his kicking game was absolutely so did I thought LG had a good game. Mm. It's funny we do our best work when shit hits the fan. Yep. It just seems like they play their best football when they're down 12-0 and they've got injuries and you just think you're almost going to turn the TV off. Um, but look, I think this is more the Eels miss Corey Norman than the Titans were good. The Titans were tough and they fought hard and yeah. they lost players and all that sort of stuff. But I think if Corey Norman was there, we'd probably get beat comfortably. 
Yeah, I um, think if they would have blasted you probably after that. But Parramatta just lacked direction and errors. real attacking threat, and they pushed it because they didn't have Norman there. And, yeah, well, the two big things, um, errors inside yardage. Could they, win. Rad Rara, a couple of poor drops. They made plenty of them. And then the edge of Takarangi and Hoffman just completely doing the opposite to each other. You pulled them up uh, a few times on that side of the field. And uh, i got to give a wrap to McQueen. I thought he was really good playing the centres again. Cornish on debut, first game at fullback yeah, after being good. a junior half. And he played the whole game hurt. After about 20 minutes, I thought he hurt his back. Roberts hurt his quad, moved from fullback to nine. There were so many things that changed for you guys, but they were very tough and resilient. They so, were, yeah. Um, massive effort by them, but... Eels, uh, a bit of reality check. They need Norman back, and they need to fix that Takarani Hoffman edge. Their defence there was disgraceful. So, right. not good by them. But they play the Sharks at ANZ this week. That's another tough one to tip after what you've seen in the first few rounds. Eels yeah. versus Sharkies, the Titans versus the Cowboys. Another tough game. You guys are at home, but the Cowboys are still missing players again this week. So difficult, um, yeah. And, um, and they'll get Copley in, and I doubt they'll get Grosnell in. But you, yeah, you doubt they play in week one. They'll probably give him maybe a week or two and cut unless they're absolutely desperate. I don't know how much footy he's played. He was playing park football, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's kind of no hard to know what kind of shape he's in, but good win by the Titans. Very tough and resilient. Newcastle versus South, 24-18. South's win. Tough again, um, but no dice for Newcastle. I thought they were outstanding to start the game. They were up to it in their eyeballs. Mitch Barnett, outstanding again. He whacked George Burgess. Obviously, the Bruja started after that. His second or third error. He should have been sent, really, for throwing that elbow on the punch. I thought the elbow was full on. That's that's a pretty rough way to be starting a fight. Yeah. Um, and it was just... Oh, it was, it was frustration and 100%. stupidity. Very stupid. Um, and then a lot of fans out there, you got the right to probably be angry. They're up to it in their eyeball. You know who's been really good? It looks a lot better? Hodkinson. He does. He's running the football. He, he looks, looks thicker, too. He looks, he looks great with Liam, though. There's a lot more confidence. And Bureau's been outstanding, but... Um, Mataudia, all these guys are great, but they were really, really affected by those shots. Braden Burns hits Mataudia, concussion, gone for the game. He's obviously been suspended, but it doesn't help him in-game. And then, obviously, Hunt KOing Brendan Elliott. That reshuffle, Sam Stone gets stuck in the centres. They're a bit awkward across the park. Two less guys on the bench. South obviously get the win. And uh, Cody Walker, best player on field again, I thought, by far. He was yeah, outstanding. Sam was uh, pretty good as well, and Johnston looked better at fullback. And just that stability that Reynolds' kicking game gives them. Exactly, and the it, frees, it frees Walker up, doesn't it? And um, I think Farris fitting out okay for the time <laughs> being and sharing time with uh, Cook, who's been very, very good. But one thing I am happy about, and I will give a wrap, I had a massive hate on for Tyrrell being on the side. I thought they were too slow. No problem with Jason Clark playing front row. He's no, thick enough. Either. He's got good feet. Crichton on the bench. Rocco on the bench. Thank you, Madge McGuire, for joining us in 2017 with a bit more mobility and power. Yep. You had too many slow, lumbering guys. No problem with Clark, Crichton, Rocco, etc. Musgrave, much better, much more mobile, much more powerful. Fine with that completely, but um, it's hard to take much in this. I thought those injuries really hurt late on. Good win by South, but still some doubt there. And now they lose Burns for one week. Burgess has gone for two weeks. Hunt's gone for four weeks. So that's going to hurt, and Inglis is already gone. They're going to have to probably recall. Yeah, I think, look, uh, they're going to struggle on Thursday night. Yeah, well, They're going to struggle probably for the next month, aren't they? Who do they recall? Tommy Burgess has got to come up to yeah, replace George. They reckon he played great. You can't bring Tyrrell back. Tyrrell's done. No. Tyrrell can't well, play they, front they row. May, they may well so do. So see for Talakai probably comes back in the calculation. He has to. I can't believe he got dropped. Me too. One I, game. He was yeah. their best player in yardage that first week. Yep. Uh, takes the tough carries, but 
Maguire's obviously a bit of a ruthless bastard. Yeah. Newcastle, applause all around. Hopefully those guys get cleared in the HIA this week. But That's a difficult game for Newcastle to cop, particularly when George Burza should have been sent off. And while he was off the field, they scored 12 points. So. Yeah, and it uh, doesn't get any easier. They get Penrith at Penrith this week. So Penrith will be looking mm. to bounce back. On Friday night at 6 o'clock, I'm going to go down and have a look. They lost a, lost a game. They had a, should have won, really, Penrith. Yeah. Um, some tough resolve there for them. And South, like you said, playing the Roosters, that's, I'm all over the Roosters on that. You know, it's going to be a hard yeah, night. I um, speaking of the Roosters and Penrith, great game, but it was hurt by the refs. The touchline decision, the forward pass. Um, I thought the forward contest was really, really good. I thought this game, I was very, very happy. I saw some fight in Jared. I thought the first few weeks he looked a bit flat. Yeah. RCG and these guys coming after him, especially late in the game. I saw a bit of that fire in the belly. He took multiple carries. He was trying to get right involved in it. Yeah. And I thought Dylan Napa was pretty good as well. Yeah, he was. Um, you got Boyd Cordner. I thought he was really good. Gordon was good. Kira, you say got the three points. I, I'm with you. I disagree. I thought that Pierce was the better of the two, to be honest. But um, all over, I, yeah, the refs, unfortunately, put a hurt on what was a very good game of football, I thought. Yeah, they did. Um, it was, wasn't was as free-flowing as what I, I thought it would be, but the weather out here has been horrendous. Yeah. Uh, it was hot. It was like for people that weren't in Sydney's west on it was Saturday wet, night, and it, was, it was humid as hell. Like, yeah, and it was Very wet. difficult conditions to play in, very energy-sapping, and mm. it was wet, exactly. So... I thought that the quality of the game that they pumped out, considering mm. everything, and considering the referees, like not only did they, uh, they just didn't let it flow. Exactly, no. it was just one of those frustrating it was games to watch. Again. Um, and you're just thinking, well, either stamp it out early and set the standard, and then let the game flow. But they yeah. just wanted to jump in and out of the contests, and it's just frustrating because you're affecting and diluting the product. Like yeah. you, you just want to watch the game; you don't want to watch the referees. So. Oh, look, I think uh, Newcastle Penrith on Friday will be a good game. I, like, expect obviously Penrith to win, but I really, uh, I really think Newcastle will come here and give them a good crack because they're playing just tough footy. I don't think it matters who Newcastle play at the moment; they're going to give them a game. That is ripping. Uh, I've been impressed. They've been one of my favourite teams to watch the first few weeks, and I didn't think I'd be saying that. But yeah, I agree. I've been, and even just in general, they know what they're doing now. They've got a clear direction after a couple of uh, seasons now with Brown or a full season together and all those young kids. But uh, Penrith again, uh, Tamil. I didn't really recognise him. Yeah, I thought some of forward. Thought some of the forwards were missing again. I thought Campbell Gillard was pretty good, and Merrin was a bit better, but their spine as well, like we said. The halves both haven't set the world on fire. I think Martin's been better than Cleary, which is hard. I think Wallace, again... I think has been really good. Farah has been good since he's mm. been back. But, yeah, I think Moylan, you said as well, has kind of been a bit stifled in this whole setup, finding his place at the moment. So. And I don't understand why they played Dallin Martins lesniak He was clearly injured, yeah. hampered by that hamstring. And, and Edwards had a cracker game last week. Yeah, I don't so get it. So give Dallin a week or two to actually be correct and healthy. Yeah, and, and he got... There. He, he got caught up in a lot of Latrell Mitchell pushing yeah. him and shoving him, and he, he got caught into a lot of niggle and got yeah. off his game, which was silly. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him drop back to cut this week. Yeah, well, again, I think I don't think it hurt him because they probably tipped him up, but I think that hurts Edwards after having such an outstanding game, chipping him with a try, a try assist, and having an all-around cracker and getting dropped um, instantly. Even That's right. though, you know, you could have eased Dallin back into it with such good depth, and that's why you got the depth there for, for those exactly. situations. There's no need to panic, but... Penrith Hurton with those decisions, nothing makes up for it. Peachy, again, outstanding. Absolute cracking game, but the Roosters get that result. They play South Sweet, Penrith versus Newcastle. Cowboys going down 30-8 to to Manly, and honestly, no excuses. I know they were missing players, but Manly were missing still four front rowers. They've got injury concerns and problems of their own. Uh, they came into this game, all the pressure off field. Obviously, things going on with uh, Fulton, Barrett being under pressure. Cherry Evans just laughing off things, saying he's not... Uh, under pressure and he's not worried about Barrett and all this bull crap. But Cowboys, no Tom Lolo, no Scott, no Coop, 
they were completely outplayed, let's be honest. Yeah, um, right. Errors, lack of punch. I thought Hess, like I said, was really the only one there. As soon as he took Granville off as well, they lost a bit of spark. I thought Morgan had an absolute Barry Crocker as well. He looked like he was asleep. Some of the errors by him were just piss poor. Um, but Manly, again, they had 50, same thing, like I said, theme of all the games, 50 inside 20s, zilch. Mm. Couldn't get any points. Manly on goal, defence was absolutely outstanding. They were very tough. Nate Miles, I've been critical, you've been critical. I thought he had one of his better games. But the two guys that were outstanding, again, were the brothers. Was, yeah. Tom was sensational. Um, and I thought Dylan Walker, again, defensive attitude much better, something that's been missing for a while. A bit of aggression in his defence. And they got good out of yardage. Uate and Tafua started their sets off really well. Uate's well, making a few errors, but he looks to have his leg speed and his aggressiveness back, which is good. But, yeah, yeah I thought the brothers, and I thought DCE... And Green combined better. I yeah, think. they did. And, so. you know, that's obviously a, a win that DCE, uh, that Greeny can stick onto his resume because that's a strange record. He's wasn't, poor record. wasn't quite a fan of them bringing Hastings in, but obviously there was murmurs that DC had a hamstring problem before the game, so maybe they were covering for that. But I thought Bainbridge was pretty tough, the young bloke off the bench. Lane got bugger I, I, just, I had an eerie feeling about that game just with Tal Malolo out, Scott out, and then the fact that Newman hadn't won a game. I don't know. I, yeah, I wound my tip uh, in our confidence pool. I wound my points back on the Cowboys later in the week once we knew that Tal Malolo obviously didn't uh, get the get off the suspension because well, I just thought they might struggle and Manly's motivation would be really high and Barrett had a tough week. And, yeah. Well, was, yeah, it was tough, but I still expected the Cowboys to play a lot better than what they did. I was disappointed in myself, and again, from a punter's point of view, they blew out to $4, and I kind of thought, man, that's almost worth a crack. You know what I did, stupidly? I had $10 on Manly, 1-12. to 12. Yeah, and they blew me out. Yeah. I, just, I, looked at the, I looked at the four I parts. should have just backed Manly. Yeah, I looked at it the same as you, and I felt dumb afterwards, because everything you just said, uh, all the injuries and the two golden point games, I thought, if they're going to beat them, they're going to do it. This is the time they're going to do it. So yeah. It's one of those ones you look at after. And, you and that's say, why I think the Titans are... I don't think they'll win, but I think they're a much better chance of beating beating them this week, that's for sure. Yeah, well, Manly really needed that win. It was the a good Cowboys, result. that is, sorry. Uh, we don't have lineups today, but obviously I think a couple of guys will be back from suspension, so we'll see what happens there. But a much better effort all around, especially defensively. Cowboys, they're still going to be without Tom Lola this week. Mm. He got a two-week suspension. That's so. what I'm saying. I think Titans are in a good spot. That hurts them. But potentially they, beat them. They're going to have a tough one against the Titans up there and obviously looking at Manly, home to the Bulldogs. What is that game? Is that Saturday night? Cowboys-Titans, 9 o'clock game. Must yep, be. that's the late yeah. one. And cool. Dogs and Seagulls is the first game on Saturday. Sweet. Uh, Canberra, we don't need to spend too much time on this. 46-6 over the Titans. The same as last week. Solid start. Had the ball, couldn't get any points. They got one try and then they just got absolutely blown away. Uh, piss poor attitude. Middles were awful. Mitchell Moses still can't tackle. He's an absolute liability, like I said, on that right edge. Nine missed tackles. Papali had an absolute field day. But for Canberra, and I want to give them more praise than I do want to talk about the, the Tigers, getting these players back, like I said, just balances everything out. Their right side was weakened by not having Whitehead there because the combination between him, Leilu and Rapana is electric. Yeah. Uh, made Austin feel a lot more comfortable and better because he's not really a natural ball player. Let's, let's no, be he's honest. Not. He's a ball runner. Yeah. But Whitehead has probably more ability just as much, to be honest, as far as ball playing. And those three together, outstanding. Rapana coming in for yardage work yeah, and just good. breaking things. Whiten's been really good since he's been back chipping in. The left side with Parley being back over there now with Caesar and Tootsie. Obviously, Croker makes a massive difference plugging back in there. Yeah. Goal kicking better, and it freed up their bench. They had a massive bench again with Taylor, Soliola, and I just think everything's fallen back into place. Um, things are only going to get better as long as they stay healthy. And Tapine's not there, who's been outstanding last year. 
you know, they put him back I, on the bench. It's I scary. just question who they who they played. Yeah, that's fair uh, enough. So I want to see him play Brisbane this week and put in a good performance, and then I'll buy back into Canberra. But yeah, it all looked good. And, yep. But the Tigers were disgusting there. Ball control was horrendous. Their defence was poor. Their attacking 16, structures were bad, and their kicking game was bad. Sixteen errors, thirty-four misses, and the only reliable thing, as always, was Tedesco. And I think Nofalumi you could put in that category. He's uh, yeah, reliable he in yardage, but there's not much else you can trust about the Tigers, nope. unfortunately. So uh, don't really want to talk about that. But yeah, poor week for them. And we finished off the Dragons over Cronulla, sixteen ten. This was more what you'd expect again from St George. Tough effort like they did week one with their forward pack, which is their strength. Very, very tough. Vaughney, Packer, DeBellin, all outstanding. And their back five, every one of their back five who were awesome week one, particularly Lafayette, Nene, McDonald, etc. 100 metres plus from every one of their back five. Yeah, they're and playing to their strengths. They're playing grubby, gritty. They're just grinding games out. They're, yeah. they're not a side that's going to light up the scoreboard. So no. you need to find a different way to win. And Cronulla's a side who do, who do the similar things, yeah. you know. Like, so yeah. it was a clash of styles, that's for sure. And the Dragons got by far the better of that game last night. They're Cronulla of a few years ago, really, at the moment. They they've are. got the forward pack, they've got some good yardage backs, and yeah. they've got 100-plus metres out of all their starters and their back five, but it's just the polish on the end of it. You did, they didn't get a try assist out but of anyone. But they're playing to their strength. Exactly. McInnes rolled one in off a grabber, but Widop didn't create any tries. No. McCrone didn't create any tries. And Dugan just done what he does best, break tackles. You grit your way to a try, you know, a, yeah. a pick-up try, or as you said, a grubber well, or whatever. You know? They're just it's effort ugly. tries from yeah. forcing errors and getting metres. Loose ball and whatever. Yeah. His know? two tries were outstanding. He was brilliant. But, he was good, yeah. Um, yeah, all, all in all, that was just them bashing the Sharks and beating and them. Cronulla got on tilt. Cronulla are a side similar to Melbourne. When you get them, the only way to beat him is to get get ahead of them early and they get they get rattled because yep. they, they, they struggle to chase points. Like you look at Melbourne, they even they struggle to chase that four points against Brisbane. Yep. Like they just they're sides that need to get out and lead and be confident and dictate terms to the other side. So yep. the tactics to beat them has got to be that. Jump out ahead of them and try and get them off their game. hundred percent and they'll beat in fair and square. Their discipline cost them again though. Nine penalties yeah. to three. Fafita's double palm the head. I thought McCrone was still holding on, but you don't need to flog it's him dumb. in the face twice and dumb. Uh Brayley, the poor bugger, he had Two drops, critical at different times there. One inside 20 with a scoring opportunity and obviously late in the game. They lost Graham to concussion, which hurt. And I thought Bird had a poor night at fullback after having a cracker good. last week. So uh, Holmes definitely gets that job back. The one person I want to give a rap to for them, I thought Ricky the telly was outstanding. He was. Uh, he was probably yeah, the only really real highlight. But full credit to the Let's Dragons. Let's hope he can nail down a centre spot because he's been in and out, in and out, he in and out. He should be. He should, but yeah. uh, full credit to them. And as we finish up our reviews of the games of the weekend, set of six, your questions... Everything else there. First charity bet win. Hurrah. We did. Melbourne, Melbourne 1-12. to 12, 190 in the kitty. Uh, I don't know what we'll back this week. It's kind of hard because we haven't looked at the odds. But speaking of the odds, now we need to move on to Mr. Gossip. We'll get any dirt from him. We'll do our tips and give you all the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. And he is back after a controversial loss to his Panthers on the weekend. Mr. Gossip, how are you feeling, champion? I'm sure not too happy. Absolutely gutted, boys. Um, you know, it's, they say rugby league, it swings and roundabouts, but uh, hard to take a loss like that really is. Mm, yeah. Could be worse. Could be MG getting a bit of ink. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the poor fella. Getting the gas wall and tattoo on your bottom. He also uh, he sent me a very aggressive text message about ten minutes before kickoff. <laughs> he'd obviously had a few <laughs> sherbets and he'd worked out that I'd tip the roosters. 
uh, and he wanted to lay a bit of a, a Hawaii Five-0 on the Panthers. So I gladly took him up on that, and then he had to also pay me $50. So uh, that'll go straight towards the punters club. So it's $50 less I've got to chip in at the end of the year, but cheers, MG. Cheers. Yeah. Jeez, and lay off, lay off on the uh, aggressive text messages, but ah, <laughs> good times. I thought it was a good call by the refs. I'm also on your boat. I'm not going to lie from a punter's perspective. I had one to twelve roosters. Same. Yeah. Well, I felt bad about the whole result for Penrith. Look, we've been beaten before like that as well. Then I saw my bank account tick over, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not complaining. Great call, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually tipped them and I thought well, home and home was about five to go, but uh, yeah. no, the old linesman uh, decided not to, well, not to let me have the win. Back on the bandwagon this weekend, Brockhead's Titans got a win, the Storm's still undefeated, but hopefully they can all get back up this week. But what's in the gossip bag, mate? What's cooking? Mate, nothing bigger than the story that broke this afternoon about Jason Taylor being at. Uh, last week, boys, we, we touched on the coaches very briefly and... In the same breath, we had a bit of a chuckle thinking, wow, three weeks in, silly to talk about coaches, but bam, yeah. he's gone. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, personally, I think it reflects poorly, not on Jason Taylor, but on the actual club. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are already throwing around different names, Cleary, Payton, a few others, but it's all pointless. The interviews haven't even started yet. Uh, if it was me, boys, I'd steer clear of the Tigers. They're bored, the schmozzle, the club's a joke. I'd love to hear your opinion, fellas. We've just reiterated everything we said. Mate, we, we've just said all of that uh, and more and totally agree. The name that I've heard this afternoon, a yeah. few text messages, phone calls, wow. is Ma- Matty Elliott. <laughs> oh, gee, yeah. please. So, no, you know, as you said, it's early doors. He's the ultimate swooper for a job, though. The Warriors' job, they got it late there, and Kidwell said, no way, you've only given me six weeks. Matt Elliott, boom. Straight yeah. on it. So the all person, it. the person who's probably put his name out there is Matty Elliott. Yeah. Right? he's going. Yeah, yeah, guys. I'll he won't even go for an interview. He's all good. He'll come straight in. He loves it. Um, but yeah, you're right, mate. That the club is an absolute debacle. And I don't know about you boys, but this it shocked me today when I heard that they were going to sack him. Like I thought the performance last night was bad, but I thought three weeks. Well, I was going to come know. on beforehand and more talk about this whole situation. They're going, oh, the players won't come in until the coach. So, well, clearly they don't want him there, but they shouldn't be in control either. So the club needs to take control of the situation. Did it shock you guys that he got sucked today? I'm not surprised at all. I just think the yeah. whole place, much like Keith and you and me go off earlier, I just blew my absolute gasket saying it was just a joke. Yeah, it shocked me. Yeah. Um, another one that's, that's shocking for myself as well is the Warriors have put in a bid for Jason Tamalolo. They won't get him, but they'll put in a bid anyway. But uh, I'd hate to see Jason leave the Cowboys, especially with um, Scott on his way out. Um Scott will stay with the Cowboys, but Jesus, there's not much legs left in him. No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it'd be sad for him to go to the Warriors. Well, they've got one of the best young forwardbacks in the comp, the Cowboys, with Hess, Tamalolo, now McLean, Scott, uh, Ethan Lowe, Gavin Cooper. They've got uh, probably the best comp, best forward pack outside of Melbourne, I think. Well, a year away from getting McLean, but a great revamp to get him in there after yeah. obviously losing Tamalolo and Scott doing his ACL this year. But, yeah, to think next year that Hess, Tamalolo and McLean are all going to be in the same side... Uh, with Lowe on one side and obviously Cooper, who he's slowing down a little bit, I'm going to be honest as well, yeah, he but he, he still does a job. But, yeah, if they get if they get good terms with Scott... But across the board, they're, they're pretty sure. And solid. his ACL's uh, healthy, he'll have to play less minutes and he'll probably be better off. I'd love to know the money bag that the Warriors are dipping into with yeah. their all, all international spine. Harris, Luke, Sheck, yeah, just get all those blokes, yeah. Like, you know, you've got Mannering, you've got Hoffman, who's an origin player. Yeah, well, they paid Carter. Marcelino, well. you got... You got a, 
Lola here, who decides a die to have. Yeah, and they couldn't let him go. They yeah. didn't want to let him go. So crazy. Yeah. They do need some size, though. The pack's not as big as it used to be. Everyone no. always talks about how big their pack is. She's pretty thin. That's something that Louis identified in the off-season, and he's bang well, on. When, as soon as we tipped there, eight, uh, the spine is one thing, but I looked at the forward pack and thought, well, who's dominating it? Like, Lilliman tried hard on the weekend, but he's older. Uh, Madalino's injured to start the year. Hoffman and Mannering try hard, but their legs are basically gone from under him. Mm. So I'm looking at it, and I'm just trying to think, who's leading? or where, Where's the domination coming from from that forward pack? Like, a foe has been good, but he's already been benched, and... Vete and Lozano have their moments, but they make errors. So they're young, but it's not the most reliable forward pack, that's for sure. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. One thing Gossip does love is a bit of a bidding war. And the Sharks and Knights are hard at it, boys. 2.7 million, both of them, want for Jack Bird for a three-year deal. Is he worth the 2.7 million for so three that? years? So what's 900 a year? 900 a season. What's, no. he, what's he playing for? He can't play centre. And the other thing I hear Newcastle saying... He, want, uh, so he was telling the Sharks he wants fullback money. Well, last night, he didn't have a great night. And that's uh, one week after Gus Gould and everyone come out saying but he has to play But why does he want fullback money when they've got Ponga? Exactly. So, and you're not going to play him as a six because you've got Liam. No, I wouldn't pay him a as a six. So if he's I'd coming, pay him 700 max. I'd pay him as a lock. That's what I'd play him. Just mm-hmm. let him float around the field. But if I'm Cronulla, I'm offered 700 max and I'm telling him that he can play 13 when Gallon goes. Yeah. Or he can move into the back row when Lewis retires. Because Graham's got one edge. He's not playing six while Maloney's there, and that's your other option. If well, Maloney retires, I think, retires, Lewis, he can play six. Uh, I think Lewis and Gallon should retire at the end of this year. I think those three and Hynings should all go they should, at yeah. the end of the year, and they need to keep Pryor. They got Fafita, they've got Graham, who put a deadline on his deal as well, just quietly, they yeah. reckon, and he's going to start testing the market, so they need to sort something out soon. But they do, yeah. Jack Bird uh, is not going to be getting fullback money. No. And I agree he's not a centre, but I also don't think six is his best spot. I think his best thing is just playing 13, floating around the field. Yeah. Well, again with the coaches, boys, Desi Hasler, we mentioned him last week. My money was he'd agreed to terms before a ball was kicked this year for a two-year deal. Um, they came out in the press and said they need to see win, which I do not understand. Um, if you're committed to a coach for two years, you're committed to him. doesn't matter if he has one win or two wins. Um, I'm sure we'll hear the announcement soon, boys. It's a strange one in Canterbury. Some of the board won't there, some don't. The CEO absolutely loves him, but... Uh, a strange old one, especially to, to say to him, we'll only announce it once you get a win. I thought that was a bit silly. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all, particularly if you've agreed to it, announce it. Mate, that Otherwise, play, don't agree to it. That place has got some issues going on internally as well. Obviously, the Des situation, people whinge about the structure, the board people went after him. Was it Mortimer or was it Terry Lamb saying he'll quit if they didn't make him resign and... Obviously, he stayed Mortimer. on. Yeah, Mortimer. So, yeah, it was Toby, yeah. The whole place just seems to be trying to eat itself up internally, but I reckon this is just going to boil over further and further into the future. I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, I'm actually surprised that even Des wants to stay there. I thought a man like him is usually quite smart, would already have plans in place and have contact with, say, Manly or the Dragons or anyone and trying to find a way out because uh, the way things are heading and just the constant drama and possibly a new CEO because I heard that Ray Lane Castle was going to go to one of the rugby union. Well, they're saying. Franchises in New Zealand that he might jump off, but um, yeah, I, I think moving forward, there's still a lot more to be, uh, you know, said for and a lot more to happen at the Bulldogs. Yeah, again, it's strange. The timing just doesn't make sense to me. So either re-signing at the start of the year, but I don't know why they would if they had a big review into how he was going the previous year. Uh, it seems like they want to hedge their bets. They want to hold a gun to his head and say, "Look, you got to the team's got to go better, and then we'll announce the deal." Well, don't don't sign him to the deal if you're not 100 percent confident that he's a coach moving forward then don't sign into that deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just... It all seems to be off with the Bulldogs at the moment. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, if you're signing a coach for two years, you can't be half pregnant on it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. 
Right. It's ridiculous. All right, boys, last one for the night. Uh, Chris Gresmill just was announced a couple of hours ago that he's off the time. His third club in four years. Left the Panthers. Uh, they said mental issues or whatever. But, uh, look, he's at the Titans. So. I like it, um, but I've, I'll reserve my judgment until I see him play. But, yeah, potentially a very good signing. I thought he was a good signing for the Panthers. Obviously, that didn't work out. Uh, yeah, wait and see button, but I think it, it's a good signing. I mean, we can't... Can't do much worse at the moment. No, and you, know. you can almost be assured that the price would have been very, very low. Yeah. Uh, Copley, I'm pretty sure they would have to maybe only pick up part of the deal, I'm guessing, for the time being, because the Roosters paid him a fair whack. So, again, good mid-season or good in-season signings by the Titans. They never panic. Uh, they don't spend money they don't want to, and they've picked up two solid players after having 11 of their top 30 they announced last week not available. Well, so we need them. Tell what they, <laughs> tell what they really need. They need to find another hooker. Yeah, we do. You can't have a hooker just stay on the field, can you? And Politoni, who would have come in, no offence to him, he's been around the traps. But Well, how far if, away is Pete's? He must be only a week or two away. Well, if him and Lawton are your only backups, they definitely need to find another backup. So, um, mm. yeah. Agree, particularly defensively. We're just struggling in the middle defensively. Yeah, they're a bit stripped there. But yeah, I think Graves more for the roll of the dice and the money is a good idea. So. Yeah, agree. Alrighty, that sums up everything there. Thank you, Mr. Gossip, for all your dirt. Now we move on to our tips brought to you by WilliamHill.com. We love WilliamHill.com. Make sure you join us in the 21st century here. Betting live on your phone. Don't go with the other dinosaurs and the tabs that make you call up. But if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Last week, we all got four on the tips. Me and you tipped identical rounds. But the two games that Gossip tipped, obviously, you got one right, one wrong. So that takes Brock to 12. I'm on 14 and... Gossip still on 15, so no movement there. But first game, South versus the Roosters. Uh, don't need to speak too much about this one. Three players suspended for South. The Roosters, three from three. I think they win this game. Well, they could have their stronger side in South, so I still wouldn't tip them. I've got the Roosters. Yeah, Roosters pretty easily. South, I know it's only, what, round four we're hitting into now, but they're looking consistent already. So, yeah. Roosters, too good. Yeah, too many losses, and the bookies agree at William Hill. Roosters $1.38, $3.05 for Souths. Uh, minus eight is the line. One to 12 Roosters, $3.425 Souths. 13 plus Roosters, $2.48.50 Souths. Friday night, the Penny Panthers against the tough Newcastle outfit. Does Elliot pass the test for concussion? Does Matautia? We're not sure. This is the hard thing about tipping on a Monday, but Penrith, I think they'll be absolutely seething after that loss. I will be tipping the Panthers, but still need to see some improvement, especially in the spine. Panthers, but I think Newcastle are way over the odds. Way over the odds, and I think the line is probably rude to Newcastle. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. The Knights will turn that with a, a, a terrific attitude, as we've seen the past couple of weeks, but Penrith will be too good at home. It was up in Newcastle, might give them a chance, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, Penrith, which is strong. Yep, and the bookies are great. William Hill, a dollar twenty, and I agree with Brock. Uh, if they were going to give Souths only a dollar fifty, two fifty last week, I think this is very rude. But we'll see what happens. Newcastle, four sixty minus fourteen and a half is the line. I'll be taking that start. Thank you very much. Mm. One to twelve, Penrith three fifty six dollars. Knights thirteen plus Penrith a dollar seventy two thirteen dollars. Knights second Friday night game, an absolute cracker. It is the Broncos at home against the Raiders. Uh, I think Sam Thido got off early with a guilty plea, and they shouldn't be missing anyone uh, from memory. Canberra, everyone back on board basically now besides Joe Topine. I'm going the upset here. I'm going to go the Raiders up there to get the win and to kind of start rolling into the season. I'm going to go the Broncos, I think. Uh, they need to win this game, Brisbane, uh, after the couple of close losses they've had. That was a heartbreaker last week, and yep. I just think the short turnaround for the Raiders, and I'm not sold on their form based on the fact that they beat up on the Tigers who were bad at football. Yeah, I'm going to the Broncos, boys, that uh, 
goal line defence they showed last week was absolutely outstanding. I don't think Canberra will be able to penetrate that at all. Yep, and uh, the bookies agree. Brisbane are $1.65 at home and desperate for a win. Two twenty-five for the Raiders. Minus 3.5 is the line. One to twelve Broncos three dollars three sixty Raiders thirteen plus Broncos three thirty five fifty Raiders Super Saturday kicks off Manly back at home obviously we don't have lineups but I'm pretty sure Fanua Blake and a couple of these guys will be off suspension and eligible to play again uh, and as far as the dogs concerned their injuries in Hopewade Holland they're obviously not going to be available so it should be pretty much the same lineup for them. Harder to pick than a broken nose. I'm going to tip the Bulldogs with zero confidence. I was super impressed by Manly and obviously being at Brookvale, but that doesn't seem to be a big thing anymore. They've lost a lot of games there, so I'm just going to go with the bigger forward pack. I have no idea. I'll tip Manly at Lotto Land. I've tipped them twice and they've lost twice. I'd be shocked if they lose three from three at home to start the season. Yeah, I'm going Manly, boys. Uh, That Bulldogs-Warriors game last Friday was terrible to watch. They, They didn't know what they were doing. The Bulldogs, it was frustrating. Um, I don't see them getting better anytime soon. It was an awful game of football, but uh, the bookies at William Hill, they've got Canterbury, just favourites of that one, $1.80 Manly, $2.02 at home, minus 1.5 is the line, 1-12 Dogs, 3.10, 3.30 Manly, 13 plus Dogs, 3.75, and $5 for Manly with William Hill. Uh, Parramatta, Cronulla, this one again, Cronulla been very, very inconsistent. Parramatta, we don't have lineups because we're recording early. Is Norman back? Was that only a one-week thing? Well, they're saying yeah. it's a 50-50 to play. It's pretty hard to tell, but uh, I'm going to go the Sharks just because I think the two losses that they've had so far, they'd be super disappointed. I expect better. Mm. It is a home game for Parramatta, but they're obviously not at Parramatta Stadium. If Norman's 50-50, I'm going to have to yeah, go with Cronulla. I'm, I'm of the exact same thoughts as you. I'm going to tip the Sharks. Go I'm going to tip... I'm going to tip the Eels. I think Norman will play. Uh, there'll be a different side if he plays, obviously. Yeah, they will be. Yeah. Well, William Hill agrees with us. They're unsure about this one. It's a pick em. A dollar ninety a piece. Minus one and a half is the line. One to twelve for both teams. Three twenty-five, four twenty, thirteen plus for both these sides. And things wrap up Saturday. Another absolute brain rattler to tip here. It's the Titans at home against the Cowboys. Tamalolo is still suspended. Scott out for the rest of the season. Uh, felt probably under an injury cloud. He was limping around at the end of that game there. Do they have to bring somebody else in there? I'm not 100% sure. Um, but they were a bit shaky. And the Titans, you guys had a couple of guys missing. Is anyone back? I'm not sure. We don't have lineups. Those few concussions. Has anyone missed this week? Mm. I really, really do want to tip the Titans just because it's at home. But again, I don't trust you guys as far as I can throw you. And you're that injury prone at the moment. That just really wouldn't surprise me if it fell to pieces. I think the Cowboys would be super disappointed with the way they played. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go the Cowboys, but with zero confidence. I'm more of that thought. I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to lose two on the bounce. Uh, Not that way, though. That was awful. No, but I'll be very interested to see this. I think this game is going to be close. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm going to go the Cowboys. I can't see them losing two in a row. Thurston was absolutely filthy after the game. I'm going to expect him to have a blinder. Yeah, Morgan was horrible. He was doing a job on as well. But uh, the bookies at William Hill, North Queensland, dollar fifty, two sixty for the Titans. Minus five and a half is the line. One to twelve Cowboys, three dollars, three eighty five for the Titans. Thirteen plus Cows, two eighty and six fifty. The Titans, the Tigers, playing at Leichhardt against Melbourne. They give us an absolute oh, terrible time every single time we play them. We went to Golden Point, I'm pretty sure twice last year, or if not, they dragged us into the mud both times. Coach being sacked. field goal there last year. Yep. I think it like up. The coach has been sacked. They need to bounce back. This is a drama to tip. I'm obviously going to stick with Melbourne. Um, Vunavalu, Munster out. Tough for them, and the Tigers should be ripping and tearing, but I just can't tip them. Yeah, I'm tipping Melbourne. Good luck to the Tigers if they win, but I shan't be tipping them. 
yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I can't tip the Tigers, and if the rumours are true, and a couple of the players had something to do with it, they, they'd want to play well this weekend. And yeah. I don't think they will. I think Storm will get them. Hundred percent, and uh, they've got to justify those contracts they want. Melbourne, a dollar forty-eight with William Hill, two sixty-five with William Hill. Are the Tigers minus six is a line? One to twelve Storm, three dollars, four dollars Tigers. Thirteen plus Storm, two seventy-five, six fifty. The Tigers in the last game of the round. I reckon this is harder to pick than a broken nose again. It's the Dragons versus the Warriors. The Dragons obviously been consistent with their forwards and their backs. The spine is the bit you've got to look out for. Dugan's been good, but uh, just tries and creativity out of the other key players. The Warriors, they were talking foreign would be there this week, but again, we don't have lineups, so we don't know. Mm. Uh, Sheck's going to be back. That's obviously their plus, but this completion, boring bullshit football that Kearney had at Parramatta seems to have rubbed off. He's got to change that quick smart. Um, boys, what do you reckon, Brock? If you had to tip this one, Dragons, Warriors, what do you reckon? I'm tipping the Dragons. Uh, I think they match up well with New Zealand. They've got a monster pack. I don't rate New Zealand's attack. I think it'll be close, but particularly uh, Warriors away from home, Dragons at home. More ticks in the box for St George for me, so I'll tip the Dragons. Yep. Gossip, what do you reckon, mate? The Dragons forward pack and back line been uh, pretty consistent, lacking a little bit in the halves. Uh, but the Warriors, again, we don't know about foreign. They've struggled in attacking. They've been pretty bad the first few rounds as well. Yeah, look, it's a tough one to pick, so you look at the forwards, don't you? And the Dragons are a much, much better forward pack, so I'll stick with the Dragons. Yeah, Louis going to go the Warriors. It's paining me to think about it. Uh, <laughs> Shaq being back, but you're right. I'm going to just lash it out there again. Out of pure stupidity, they burn me every time, but I will tip the Warriors. That's more under the faith that they reckon that four will be back this week. I don't, honestly don't think he can fix things that quickly either after no. such a long time out. But but you watch me. Any time I tip against St. George, they win. Any time I tip him, they play like dog shit. Exactly. So. And I, that's what it happens to me, so I'm not going to tip him. But the Warriors did the exact same thing. So yeah. the ultimate jinx game. But this week, uh, we've got a couple of different. I've gone the Raiders on my own. I've gone the Bulldogs on my own. And I've gone the Warriors on my own. And Keith... Or oh, sorry, Gotham has gone the Eels <laughs> on his own. We've given away his identity. <laughs> I think anyone gives a rat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, let's hope that the Titans, Brock, can show a bit of fight again this week against uh, the Cowboys. Melbourne against... Look, I've won my grand final for the year. We beat Parramatta. We beat Parramatta. That's all it. Right. He's, got, all he's got an internal battle with family. Yeah. Well, that one that way. And obviously, <laughs> gossip for you. Hopefully, the Penny Panthers can find a way to make up for last week against Newcastle and get another yeah, win on the board. Tonight. Yeah, father gossips tonight. He's not a priest, but my dad's a knight, so it's always a bit of uh, banter going back and forth. So yeah, hopefully we don't play yeah. uh, Parramatta again, and I've won the comp for the year. That's there you it. Go. You're done now. Well, hopefully, over. hopefully there's no fight. They don't, have, they don't have to win another game. Let's put it this way: in the gossip household, if Newcastle win, father gossip going into a home. Oof. <laughs> oh, why not? Drag him. Keep there him you go. Why not? That's it. Put him in the wheelbarrow and ship him out the front. So there you go. You're done. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, boys. Is, um, Father Cossip actually listens to the podcast, and he is in the home already. And they played at the home. And all the oldies they listen. So, hello, all you oldies stuck in Weather's original. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> That's gold. Turn your hearing out. Uh, get it rocking. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, pass us a shandy, Dave. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'll come in and play a game of Yuka one time with all the oldies. Good times. All right, mate. Have a good week. Hopefully the pennies get a win, and we'll speak to you next week. Fantastic. Thanks, lad. See you, mate. And that wraps us up for another week here on the fifth and last NRL podcast. Make sure you hit us up on the page for Set of Six. Any questions you want to ask us, go right ahead. We're happy to answer them on Twitter and on Facebook, and obviously your power rankings. We'll put that up there for you. Give us your top eight and why and what you think. If you disagree with ours, again, tell us why. 
be uh, you know up front and straight. We're always happy to give an opinion. But this show and the odds given to you uh, for that tipping segment there and Mr. Gossip, a big thank you must go to WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Our charity bet this week, we're not too sure yet. It's hard because we're recording this on a Monday, so we have no lineups. Uh, we're going to wait until the middle of the week to make a decision. But our first win last week, $190, we won on the Storm 1-12. to So a good start, finally, to get the kitty open. But make sure, like we said last week, that you give us a review on iTunes. Rate us five stars if you love the show. Write a review. Give us a positive rap. If not, also give us feedback as to why you're not happy with the show and anything you want introduced. But you're all set. We've had your reviews. We did the set of six fan questions. Power rankings, Mr. Gossip, any dirt, and obviously the tips for the week brought to you by WilliamHill.com. The only thing left for you to do is to enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? What's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.